It kind of seems like too him. many people on this stream have stream have Shut the fuck up, you no, a trusted martial arts instructor is accused of kidnapping and abusing one of his young students. Then your fat dead dad. I think I think you know just pretending. You're like, my, you're like my, actually my dead dad. Do what? <laughs> and I notice a, a gentleman standing by the bank of phones, which was about eight feet from me. That gentleman is the victim's father, Gary Plowshay. A lot of people shit on Vito for his staunch defense of cuties. We're going to eat him up against the wall. <laughs> Vito can go up against the wall. Did you masturbate to cuties, Vito? How many no, times I didn't masturbate to Did you masturbate to cuties, people? Well, Mr. Girl did. He said he was turned on by it. I have no chill on cuties, man. None. None. Yeah, what Mr. Girl's great. What are you talking about? We didn't know what to do. You just feel helpless. Hey, Vito, you were talking about 12-year-olds earlier, you sick scum. I don't even know why you're allowed anywhere. Non-offending means that we understand... Breaking the laws is a no-no. Wait, let me just uh, check that tweet. Let's just check that tweet back again one more time. I'm Stop not a pedophile, you fucking oh, idiot. Okay. Until you say you're one on Twitter. We? We. Vito, what does we mean? Is what does we mean? Speech? It means yeah. we, baby. The victim's father uses a gun to take matters into his own hands. Vito. What does that mean? His response? L O L. When he said we, and I went, yeah, we. Like, can you not read my sentence? That was my response. Like, so you look back at it, you read it again, and you're like, this idiot what is he what is he thinking yeah i looked back at it and i'm like come on you really think that i immediately this is my pe coming out moment that i chose was this he does spend more time talking about kids than anyone i've ever met what the heck dude jimmy pull up the tweets you had 20 tweets and i know you're trolling saying how good cuties is you're is it okay to joke about ppp why is your house full of toys come on dude what the hell anyway you veto. That's all I really got to say. Okay, man. Have fun. Hail cuties. Oh, oh, all your nieces and nephews will I'm Have fun. Oh, oh, and if that makes me a pedophile, uh, so be it. <laughs> Everyone wants me to kick veto. Yeah. The vast majority of people said, what would you do? He deserved what he got. See yourself out, pedophile. See yourself out, pedophile. Right. good seeing you. You should kill yourself. Flamenco, I'm going to go. Yeah, kill Vito, you. Did you learn anything from this? Just how much I love my children. How about I put a bull in the back of your head, Vito? Come do it. Come oh on. I mean, that would be, that would be righteous. Try I think that he Try it. it. He no. looks like a little kid.
perfectly normal if you have a cat in heat to take a Q-tip and, and get your cat off. <laughs> I just saw in that intro there the guest on The Biggest Problem in the Universe with Vito and Dick Masterson. I just saw him. He's horrified. He's absolutely horrified by what Vito said there. Anyway, welcome, everybody. This is happy to be here, by the way. This is Pot Awful. I'm your host, Jesse P.S., and uh, I'm very happy to be here on this Daddy's Day. Daddy's Day number 11 for us here. So I got excited very excited to see all of this get excited it's definitely time to because we've got a lot of amazing amazing things for you here tonight we are going to cover for the first time on the show by the way i've never actually talked about him before we are going to talk about vito giswaldi a supposed comedian a youtuber and maybe the worst part about him actually that he's a youtuber and also the internet's foremost suspected pedophile everybody that's right they say he's paranormal so we're gonna cover we've got Vito, we've got dick masterson we've got alex stein and no joke supposedly as a guest tonight on the program we have jody ploche the son of Gary Ploche, okay? The guy in the intro there, you've seen the memes, you've seen the laser eyes, you've seen the kill your local, I can't even say it on YouTube, but we're going to talk to Gary's son, Jody, the the unfortunate, the victim of this uh, terrible thing that happened, and uh, his hero father, we're going to get the story all about that. I feel like that's a perfect daddy's day episode right there i want to just go ahead and get right into it i don't want to wait around any longer so let's uh go over here to the biggest problem in the universe and let's explore veto i'm gonna be honest with you when i first talked to veto in that stream you just saw um i didn't know anything about him really I was trying to make Andy Worski laugh. Every time I would go on Twisted Mind, he would always talk about putting a B in the back of an H. He would say that to me all the time. So I was just trying to make him laugh. I don't really know Vito that well, um, but I trust the internet. And I certainly trust everyone else's definition of the word we. So let's hear what they have to say about the paranormal over on Vito's show the biggest problem in the universe now you may recall that the biggest problem in the universe used to be a show with a guy i know named maddox do you remember maddox and then uh this dick masterson character it turns out the um the rights to that show were all over the place maddox owned half dick masterson owned half and now Dick Masterson does a Biggest Problem in the Universe show. Technically speaking, Maddox could have been doing one of these two, and he was just like, nah. Which I always thought was stupid. I actually talked to him about this. Anyway, let's just get into it. They now do their show together. They bring in these problems, and uh, let's take a look. Give me an experience, right? Isn't that what I'm supposed to get? It's supposed to be an experience. No. It's supposed to get just a thing I just want cheaper you shit, man. I oh, that fucking pizza thing reasonably priced made me so upset. That okay. makes no sense. That's a pretty good problem. Thank you. Here's my problem. Pedophiles. Oof. Okay. Now, I know what you're thinking. Wait a second. Didn't we settle this? Done and dusted, right? 
Dick Masterson in, um, I think it was 2020, I want to say, became a law cow. And he mostly became a law cow because everyone decided he was a pedophile. So, and then everybody said that his co, and I don't know why this happened because I don't think Vito was his co-host at the time. Maybe he was, I'm not sure. But at some point, Dick Masterson said to himself, okay, everyone, I like cuties. And everyone doesn't like that. Everyone hates me for liking cuties. So you know what I should do? I should get the guy everybody calls a pedophile as my co-host. It's a pretty big... That's that's not a bad one. They almost kind of sound like it's not that big of a problem. Dick's kind of got a look on his face like he thinks it's... Like it's a joke. I think we can agree. I think we... I hate those guys. (laughs) Now, these are things that typically... You don't say sarcastically. I I can't stand it. I personally am not a fan. If I had the choice between being a pedophile and not being a pedophile, I would choose not. I think that's a brave stance, and I'm right there with you. I've got some stats for you. There's there's nearly half a million registered sex offenders in the U.S. Mm. 80,000 to 100,000 of them are missing. Hmm. How many of them are pedophiles? Oh, that's, I think, all of them. I don't know. Let me read them. Okay. (laughs) A typical pedophile will commit 117 sex crimes in a lifetime. What? (laughs) Oh my god! But that must include that that must include viewing of pornography, right? As a sex crime. What am I? What do I look like? A pedophile? I'm just a. Okay. Now all of the drops that we should be collecting from this aside, which, by the way, I have no veto. You know, I've got all these drops. I can't help it. (laughs) I've got no veto drops. I have very few Dick Masterson ones, but I feel like that was probably one. My God. But that must include include viewing of pornography, right? As a sex crime? What am I? What do I look like? A pedophile? All right, somebody clip that. Go ahead and clip that. We're just going to go ahead and clip that. Henchman, get on it. Assuming, I mean, the amount I look at normal pornography, if that was a sex crime. way more than 117 times, like a day. I would have tens, hundreds of thousands. (laughs) So the head of of Facebook meta group, whatever community. I saw that. What the fuck was that? I got more stats, but that's why I'm bringing this in. Yeah. Meta acts as a head of global. Now, when was this? You know, there's something. I don't know. There's something fishy about this to me. You know what I mean? When did this episode, this was a year ago? When did this come out? Oh, February 2022. Okay, interesting. Now, I believe, and this is off the top of my head, but I believe the infamous veto quote from Twitter, the we quote, was in February of 2022. So is Dick bringing this in just to make fun of Vito? Is he bringing it in because they're winking at each other about something? I don't know. I'm going to let the chat decide. Is is this them flaunting it? Is this them just, uh, is this essentially when the, um, you know, the elite cabals, when they put their spiral triangles on stuff? Because remember, the most important part about wanting to fuck a kid is leaving clues behind. It's sort of a Scooby-Doo-style crime, fucking children. Um, What you have to do is, for the most part, your average, everyday, your normies out there, they don't understand that these kids are out here getting effed in the A. And for us sleuths, for us conservative, smart, 
sleuths on the internet, guys, the guys who do the research, you know, they open up their Brave browser, they go to DuckDuckGo, and they do the research. For us guys, we can see the clues because these guys, they love leaving clues behind. And you would think, you know, you would think that your um, local pedo guy, you would think that would be the guy, of course, up the road. There's a guy, he lives up the road. He's a little mousy, a little squirrely, something a little off about him. You know, he's he kind of he walks outside in his just his underwear, socks pulled up to his kneecaps. Somehow there's a, uh, a a chicken leg, a drumstick, just attached to the top of his head. And you know he goes out and he peers at all the kids, and he's real creepy. You would think that guy is the pedo guy, but no, 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 no. In fact. It is the people who own a pizza place and leave symbols behind. How can you tell? The clues. ...development after he appears on video in an underage sex sting. It's a food mystery, that's right, yeah. These sex stings are wild because I'm was sexting. It was yeah. a sexting. Se- they didn't put that. In. It was a sexting, sexting sex sting. sting. They didn't fucking put that oh, in. Oh, that's good. Journalists, man. Yeah. They, their brains are fucking they broken. They any rhymes in anything. Uh, we have rhymes on this show. Yeah. Okay, now rhymes are also a form of clue. We've learned this from Alex Stein. So this isn't looking good. This is actually looking bad. Now, again, when I talked to Vito, I didn't know if he was or what. I don't know. I just take the word of other people for the most part. I trust the Vox Populi out there. I believe that you guys have done your DuckDuckGo research and you know who's touching these kids and who's not. You know, I think it's pretty safe to say. Generally speaking, the best way to determine if someone is the absolute worst type of human being is to leave it up to the angry mobs of the internet. Sex, sex king, sex king, sexting, sex sex king, sexting, caught sexting in sexting on sex king yeah <laughs> sex king saw, caught sexting in sex sting. i don't know if he's a sex king but he, well, he's 13 year old kid he's probably right. looks enormous he said okay now these are thought i gotta be honest that's a thought i would never have as a you know as a normal adult man how big my dong looks in the hands of a child <laughs> me personally i wouldn't think of something like that that's me but I'm not Dick Masterson, who, as we know, is also a furry named Juju the Cow and sucks guys off at Burning Man. Now, again, who cares that he's sucking off guys at Burning Man? Forget about that. Who cares that he used a big uh, sparkly purple strap on, got it shoved up in his anus by his ex-girl? Who cares that he's a simp? Who even, none of these things matter at all. The only thing that matters is that Dick, the known contrarian on the internet, said he likes cuties. So we need to only pay attention to that forever because there's nothing much, much funnier and more important to pay attention to when it comes to Dick Masterson. He definitely didn't pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Listen, you know, um... You know when somebody's got in their uh, Twitter profile, it says, you know, they work for a news company or something, and it says, uh, you know, these opinions are my own, they do not reflect those of my company or the people I work for. 
Dick's Twitter bio might as well say, my opinions are not your own. All he does all day is contrarianism. So it's really hard to tell if he's being serious about these things he's talking about or not. But we're focusing on Vito. And he had a 12-inch penis in the logs. Uh, how? Audio sync, we do not have. Are we totally out of sync audio-wise? That's awesome. That's something I want to see and hear. That's something I like knowing about. I, <laughs> how deep are we out of sync on this? Um, and is there even a way for me to fix that while I'm live? Sync is out, everybody is saying. Okay, how bad are we talking? Like, you know, if I do, is it unbearable or can I just plow through this? I'll just keep playing this. We'll figure it out. We'll check in with the chat and see what they're saying. Along 12 inch penis. That's why I that see that. can't be true. These pedophiles always go like, well, I wasn't going to do anything, right? I was just saying, I just gave him like a hotel number. And it's like anime. His cat. It's like anime. I'm sorry, Jesse. No, these are things I care about. We've got a new computer going on. We've got a whole new setup. There's going to be a few little bugs in the system. I think we're squashing the bugs, though. I think we're going to have a pretty good setup here very soon. Bad. Some people say bad. Some people say it's nothing. Half a, se- uh, half a second, a second, bad, and also no big deal are all wildly different answers. Um, this might be something I cannot address. Is the audio in front of the video or the, is the video in front of the audio? I'm going to need to know that very soon here. I gave money for cab fare. Yeah. He said when I would be here, but I wasn't actually going to do anything. And I think, bullshit. But then he says, then he says, you told him you had a 12-inch penis. And I think, well, maybe he's telling the truth then. Yeah, maybe he's now just he's going to explain around. that. Yeah. Plow through. Right. That's not 12 inches. Immediately, the I'm kid's going to I'm not a chick. Go, I know how big 12 yeah. inches. <laughs> Plow through like you've got an 11-year-old. Again, hey, now, listen. I've never let, let me be very clear about something. I've made some jokes in the past. And, you know, a lot of what we're talking about here with Vito tonight is about what is okay to joke about. And I want to be very clear. I've made some jokes in the past. I've said some real terrible things, but I've never, and this is the most important thing, I've never left a clue. Not once in my life. I've never even, I haven't even participated in a scavenger hunt, okay? That's how serious I am about the health and well-being of children. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thank you. We use protractors in math class. Dick is synced, but you aren't. I was looking at the thing going, ooh, that doesn't look synced. There's no way Dick is synced and I'm not. We're in the same. You're seeing us through the same camera, so that's not possible. Audio in front of video. Okay. I'm going to give this one shot to try to uh, fix this a little bit because we're doing it live. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Um Now, this might throw off everything else. I don't know. But let's see. Where's my mic? That's this one, right? And then we can do a sync offset. So you said audio is in front of the video. So let's... What if we do this? I'm just going to... I don't know how much. But uh, let's just do that and see if that fixes it. Okay. Now, how are we doing? Let, we'll see. You let me know in the chat, and we'll see. All the time. I'm at the specific age where measuring things is a common part of my day. Audio is not saying. Yeah, we know. Yeah, I know. Okay. If you had any clue what I went through to get the show together, you wouldn't be too worried. A, 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 a sink mystery wouldn't be your biggest. You would be worried about other things right now. Okay. 
I planned out all of these. I've, we've got many guests. We're going to talk to my dad tonight on the program as well, by the way. We've got Jody Plochet on the show. We're going to be calling my good friend Ryan Katsu Rivera as well. We're going to be talking to a lot of people. So I was this close to going, uh-uh, show can't happen. I had to pull some real strings to get this episode out. So this does not shock me. We should have done some more testing, but uh, looks good. It's synced just fine. Solid, solid, solid. There's no way that's true. Add a little more. Someone's <laughs> How are you guys seeing it differently? I need to know who in the audience has Mersh eyes and who's normal. All right. I, we, I'm not even paying attention to this video. <clears throat> All right, let me know in the chat. Let's forget about the sink, okay? We're going to plow through, all right? Let that sink in. So I need to know in the chat, where do you stand on the veto question, the VQ? So they got they busted him. Um, well, that's not a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, it does feed. Yeah, okay. We're, uh, oh, yeah, here's what, here's what Facebook said. Mm. The seriousness of these allegations cannot be overstated. I think they probably could. Yeah, you could. You could you go overstate. Well, I think I know what they're trying. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Well, no, it's. The, but that's why I have a problem with it because yeah. I know what they're trying to say, and I don't like. You don't accept it. I don't you accept don't like that. this hyperbole. It's not possible to. It's not possible to uh, say how. So Dick is against the idea of you saying that having sex with a child is really, really bad. Again, this isn't a Dick episode. Yeah, so we got a lot of goons colliding on this one, but we really, I need a little bit more out of Vito here. You would think Vito, the guy constantly being accused of this, would have a lot of opinions. Especially that kid, we'd all be dead right now. Well, see, that would be overstating it. That's overstating it. It. <laughs> it wouldn't affect me in kick any way. Vito. We're getting some kick vetoes and shit. Right. At all. The, de- the day-to-day of most people would not change. <laughs> See, Vito calls his fans on this show. If you su- if you subscribe to his Patreon, he calls them Vito files. So I- I'm hoping that we can glean out of this episode something. We can figure out who truly is the biggest Vito file in the universe. Like, is that really the biggest problem? Still. Asteroid hitting the world. Yeah, total Vito. That death. would be hard to overstate. Difficult. The of. Difficult. Difficult. You still could. You still could. Uh cannot be overstated no and then uh then they capped the article uh, where did i get this tech crunch i don't know why i'm bringing this part in just because it's lightened the mood a little bit yeah uh coincidentally this is how tech crunch ends the article coincidentally the company has been trying to refresh its pr offense stating uh starting with naming former uk politician nick clegg as their president of global affairs they will have their work cut out for them Mm. After the pedophile, yeah. <laughs> after the was he the head of community for Meta or whatever? Yeah, that's like the worst. Know. Yeah, that's the worst one for him to be, right? Right, probably that he's community. trying to build a community. That's a clue. Oh, we're getting clue. Wait, I missed the clue. Hang on a second. Are you telling me? Because listen, I connected all the dots over at the uh, Comet Ping Pong. Are you going to tell me I just missed a clue? I didn't see a clue. Something happened. Something just happened. Yeah, like, he's. Well, in- I should probably be looking closer at the background or something. If there's anything in the uh, in Dick's set here that maybe inviting him into my community to be part of the community. Like if he was, if he played Ronald McDonald in person at like oh yeah. grand opening at McDonald's restaurants, that would be less harm than he could have done as the 
It's always confusing to me. Do these guys just live with so much guilt? Because it was another one of these things where... Did he say... Oh, okay, now that was the clue. He just said, do these guys live with so much guilt? We all know, no, what, we that all know what that means. You know, these two YouTubers are just like... These two Utes! YouTuber guys, right? They, uh... He, like, talks to him for an hour, and I'm like... Bro, just cut just your leave. losses. Yeah, exactly. And why are you? You know what else bothers me about pedophiles? Here's what. Here's this is I more. You know what else bothers me about? Oh, there's more than one thing. Uh, okay, what? Hang on a second. Let me guess. Uh, well, I know it's not the kid fucking part. Um, more than the talk more than the yeah. more than the rape. What bothers me is that. <laughs> More than that. Well, okay. Yeah, I remember what Maddox got mad at you for, Dick. So I I would assume it's not the R-word stuff. They lie. Like, they don't just go like, yeah, what's up? I'm fucking, I'm a <laughs> fucking pedophile. <laughs> they always have All right. Get your clippers ready. I'm fucking, I'm a <laughs> fucking pedophile. <laughs> they always have I'm the yeah. fucking devil, dude. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Who's he doing that? Wait a second. Hang on. I, obviously, we're all super focused in on the part where Dick Masterson is upset that pedophiles aren't more out about it. He wants sort of a uh, a pride month for pedos, if you will. Now, I think that that is all well and good, all obvious and fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure, I can see that. Hey, we would all love for them to be more upfront and open about it. But when he goes, I'm the devil, dude, this is what I'm hung up on. Even more so than, again, the child rape. I'm really hung up on the fact that I think he's copying someone here. Hang on a second. Like, then I'll just go like, yeah, what's up? I'm fucking, I'm a <laughs> fucking pedophile. <laughs> always having, I'm the yeah. fucking devil, dude. <laughs> I'm the fucking devil, dude. Who is that? That's a comedian. Who's he doing? Oh, my God. Wait a second. Is he doing Chris D'Elia when he does that? And he doesn't even realize it? This is, this has got to be after the D'Elia stuff. Fucking pedophile. <laughs> I'm the yeah. fucking devil, dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Remember, didn't he do that? Didn't D'Elia do that in his... I mean, really, dude? Didn't he? Uh, he's doing D'Elia. <laughs> fucking pedophile. <laughs> And let's keep in mind, Dick Masterson, whatever his proclivities are, okay, whichever part, whichever uh, spectrum of uh, uh, the timeless, you know, illustrations of, uh, of the human body uh, he may prefer, wherever he lands when it comes to generational attractiveness, Dick Masterson, more than anything, wants to be part of Hollywood. Oh, really, dude? Really? Dick Masterson wants to be part of that cabal. Now, I don't necessarily mean, you know, that part of it. I just mean he very much wants to be an actor. And I said this back when we stole his Pizza Hut commercial from him in retaliation to the whole Patreon thing. I said the big, the reason he would hate me more than anything else is that we essentially got him blackballed from Hollywood. Dick Masterson dreams of being a Chris D'Elia type in Hollywood. Again, not that part of Hollywood, not that Chris D'Elia type. He dreams of having those like 
comedy roles where he's in serious stuff. He's being sort of taken serious sort of as an actor, but he gets to be a little funny. He wants to be on Netflix's You being the basement pedophile. That is, and I'm not kidding, that is where Dick Masterson aspires to be. Meanwhile, Vito aspires to be a big fat guy who talks about comic books. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't look like Vito is the villain in this one. Oh, really, dude? <laughs> was, oh, and by the way, I know I'm right about Dick wanting to be in Hollywood still because he actually got a role on a TV show again. He has been on TV again, and he's so, he's out there. He's so elegantly, he's so daintily parading it around, showing everybody, oh, look, I'm on the TV. Oh, look, I'm on the TV. Oh, really, dude? Yeah, really. So after all of this, Dick Masterson, millionaire, Barbie's dream mansion, the prom king, he still didn't have what he really wanted. And what he really wanted was to be on the TV. And now he's... Dick Masterson, that means... I, I Listen, it is so embarrassing to think about. If you, really, if you know how these things go, if you've ever seen one of these cattle call auditions for TV, for these little bit parts on TV shows, it's one of the most humiliating, shitty, embarrassing things you can go through as a human being. I've done like two of them ever. And they're horrible. They're absolutely, and I just did them because I needed money. (laughs) It's just an easy, Dick is doing them out of the love for the game. He is, as Dick Masterson, as this guy, he's, he's so famous. You know, he's more famous than I'll ever be because he was on Dr. Phil 17 years ago. Um, he is going to these things and he's just another fucking tiny face on a big head in the crowd. And he's sitting there hoping he's holding his sides and he's hoping to God that they pick him. Yuck. Y- you yuck ever. I'm the yeah. fucking devil, dude. <laughs> I'm the fucking devil, dude. <laughs> I'm coming for you. you. Am I nailing it with this Chris D'Elia thing, or am I way off the mark? US pedophiles were a little more punk rock Why about not? it. Yeah, Perry Caravello was on TV. Exactly. Anybody can be on TV. But Dick hasn't been on TV since we pulled the uh, Pizza Hut commercial. Then he got this one little part. Now he thinks he's back in. I hope to God he gets one. So, well, how funny will it be if he's like, okay, the podcast is over. I'm on a soap opera now. God, come on, I mean, you're man. already caught. Have some fun with it. At least you can respect a villain, a proper villain. <laughs> like, okay, so they're talking about respecting pedos. Now, the I, Emperor. Don't I don't know where I sit with that one. That doesn't really sound to me like Vito is the bad guy in that one. Um, maybe we should find out from an expert. Let's call Jody Plaché again. The son, if you don't know the story, um, Jody was abducted by his karate teacher. Unfortunately, there was, this was like 1984, I believe. We'll ask Jody about all the specifics, but the basics of it are he was abducted. He was being abused. His family had no idea. Uh, His abductor whisks him away. The FBI finds him, brings him back home. When he gets back home, his dad, Gary, father of the fucking year, man, his dad, Gary, finds out that Jody had been abused all this time, had been keeping it a secret, and he decided to do something about it. You know, a lot of people on the internet, they like to talk. 
Gary was a man of action. Hopefully we get Jody on the line. Let's call Jody. When I asked him if he'd do the show, um, I was I gave him this real nice long email, and then he just responded yes and gave me his number. <laughs> so this is kind of a crapshoot. We'll see. Hopefully. Hello. Hey, Jody. Yes. Jody, this is Jesse from Pod Awful, man. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for being on the show here with us. We're uh, we're live right now. Okay. Um, Jody, I wanted to talk to you so bad. I've actually wanted to talk to you for a long time. You know, I've known about your story and, um, you know, I think what you do, uh, speaking out about, uh, you know, the, the types of things that you went through and, and, and abuse in general is, uh, really amazing. And I think your dad's an amazing guy or, uh, was an amazing guy. Unfortunately, he, he did pass away, didn't he? Yes. He passed away in October, 2014, 2014. So we did lose him then, but, um, your father Gary is actually sort of has a, a new life through the internet, and um, that's something I kind of want to ask you about as well. But uh, you know, I figure Father's Day, Daddy's Day, maybe the best time to talk to you of all time. Yeah, your dad. I'll tell you what. Go my, ahead. We, my little my little brother lives across the street, and he just walked over. Yeah, and he was talking about uh, that just today because, like, I, I think I. A couple of weeks ago, I tweeted out a picture of me and him, and I tagged him in it, and he retweeted it. And just today being Father's Day, he's gotten 400 new followers today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, your dad has this, like, really, like, I, I didn't know the story until maybe five years ago or so. But your dad has almost sort of become a meme in a way. Um, he, he's become a meme, a T-shirt. I just recently saw a tattoo someone got of him. Yeah. Um, my, my sister and my older brother are both wearing a shirt, which his picture on it that says Vigilante. Um, I don't have mine on, but I could put it on. I might take one with my sister. Uh, maybe I'll tweet that out later today. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, he's he's more popular now than he was 20 years ago. It's because of the TikTok and the YouTubes and uh, the social media. I mean, it's every year, and I'm, I even mentioned in my book. My book came out August of 2019. That I get tagged on Facebook where people are sharing it in their their, their groups, or and yeah. So he's only, every year it grows and grows and grows. He gets bigger every year. Yeah, it's amazing. And Jody, uh, Jody's got a book. It's called Why Gary Why, all about the story. Um, for the people out there who don't know this tale, it, it was 1984 that this happened, right? Yes. March sixteenth, nineteen eighty four. Can you can you tell people just give them the basics uh, of what happened? I'll give them the back of the box. Uh, I know. So when I was uh, in fifth grade, my parents enrolled me in a karate uh, le- lessons. Yeah. And eventually, we were contacted by a man named Jeff Doucette, who had an up and coming karate studio. Um, unbeknownst to my parents, he was a pedophile, and he was using that as a, a grooming tactic was to, you know, get the kids in the karate to be have access to those kids. Um, and shortly after we started taking karate, um, he had a, what was called fighting team. So he'd have a bunch of kids that would go fight in tournaments. Right. And so he had us, you know, on a fighting team and he, that would gave him access. We go get a hotel. We go, go to a fighting tournament in Houston, Texas. So we all get a hotel room and we get a joint room. So he had the door we shared and it'd be like eight kids. And even my dad went on a, a couple of trips and, uh, unbeknownst to my parents. So he started grooming me early and he sexually abused me for about the whole year we were taking karate. And he had gotten in some financial difficulties. Um, ironically enough, a guy my dad had introduced him to to help him out with a business idea he had, <clears throat> and he was facing uh, a court date and you know maybe possible um, you know going to getting in trouble for bad checks and this that and the other. 
Well, instead of facing up to what was happening, he decided he was going to leave town. And since I was his love interest for the past year, he took me with him. And so that was where the kidnapping came in. You got he Look took you in, he took you to Disney World, is that right, or Disneyland? He, well, yeah, he took he took me from my, my house on a Sunday morning. We went to his mother's house in Port Arthur, Texas. Um, Monday we went to Vinton so he could try to get money. Tuesday we left Orange, Texas on a bus headed to Los Angeles. Um, we spent a couple of days walking around the city. Eventually ended up in Anaheim. We went to Disneyland one day, and then a couple of days later he let me call home collect, and they were able to trace the phone call back to the Samoa Motel. Um, on uh, 425 or 435 West Catella um, in Anaheim. It's now the America's best value in. It's still there. That 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 hotel's still there. Yeah. And uh, that was the last time I saw Jeff. They took me from Jeff. They took me to the police station. They questioned me. They took me to the hospital. I, I denied everything. They gave me a rape kit. And it wasn't until a week later when the rape kit came back that I finally told the truth because I knew I couldn't lie anymore. Right. And that was about a that was about a week before Jeff was returned home. Can I ask and you? Of course, can I can I just butt in for two seconds? Ask, how old did you say you were at the time again? I was ten when we started taking karate and started molesting me, and then when the shooting happened, I was eleven, almost twelve. Okay, gotcha. Now, first of all, you didn't want to tell your parents. You didn't you didn't tell anybody about this, right? Well, the reason why I didn't tell anybody about it, it was one, okay, I knew my dad would get upset and want to kill him. Um, but also I knew that they had taken me to the hospital. So I knew that my my fear was that Jeff would think that I told on him. And so if I waited until the hospital report came back, then I could say, say to Jeff, you got yourself caught. I didn't tell on you. Science told on you. And so that was why I was protecting myself. I wasn't trying to protect Jeff. I was trying to protect me. Was there any part of you, you know, at the, because you're such a young age and you don't really understand what's happening to you, obviously. Was there any part of you that felt like a shame about it or anything? Because you even you even described yourself as like his love interest at the time. Was there a part of you that you know felt sort of a shame or confusion about it? Well, I, I guess where the, the shame and the confusion would have came from is the fact that, you know, I was with this man every day for almost a year. I mean, I, he wasn't my love interest, but I mean, other right. than, you know, the 20 minutes where he's having, you know, sex with me, then, you know, he was fun to be around. And, you know, he would take us to the movies. We'd go to arcades. We, you know, he'd let us stay up late. He'd give us money. Yeah, I was, um, was going to ask, was the, was the trip to Disney World or Disneyland fun? Did you actually have fun or was it like scary the yeah. whole time? No, no, no. It was. I mean, you got to realize I'd been. I know. I had known this man. I'd been around him. We'd gone to you know Astroworld a couple times before. So I mean, you know, it was just like it was just like me and him going to Disneyland. Damn. You know, other than you know, he knew he had me, and and he, that's why he dyed my hair black and shaved his beard off and everything. Uh, he knew what he did was wrong. And he was also telling uh, my mother, "If you ever want to see Jody alive again, meet me in New York." Even though we were in California, he was just saying that to get her off the trail. Right. But when he said that, when he said, if you ever want to see Jody alive again, that made it aggravated kidnapping, which is mandatory life in prison. Jeff was going to jail for the rest of his life. The same people in the justice system that basically helped my father get the suspended sentence and the probation and community service. So the people who don't know my dad didn't go to jail. Um, those would have been the same people that would have made sure Jeff got put in jail for the rest of his life. Right. So um, I was kind of looking forward to that because, you know, child molesters, they don't have it easy in prison. Um, but, and I, and I tell people all the time, like, Dad, like, we're all going to die. You know, we're all going to die. Jeff still doesn't know it. So Daddy let him off easy. So if you, if you were to go back in time, other than the fact that everybody thinks Daddy's awesome in T-shirts and tattoos, other than that, 
if you take that away, because at the time when it happened, we didn't know Daddy was not going to jail, you know. So I would much rather Jeff go to jail for the rest of his life, live that hard life, and eventually die. But you know what? What Daddy did seems to make a lot of people happy. So, you know, when you're when you're listening to yeah, Joe Rogan and, listen, and he brings it up, results. you can't argue with results. I mean, you said they have a hard time in prison, but it seems like they have a pretty hard time in an airport too. Very much so. At least you know. <laughs> at least back then in the uh, in Louisiana back in 1984, they did. Yeah, that one time at least. Uh, you said Joe Rogan talked about it. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and it's funny because I've, I've recently. Uh, this was like two years ago, so I was like, okay, let me look it up because I wanted to. Because I'm I, actually me and my brother on July 15th are going to see Jim Norton in Austin at Joe Rogan's Mothership Comedy Club. So gotcha. you know the hope is the hope is that he's there. But he was talking to this guy um, who was raped when he was seven. Uh, by a 17 year old neighbor and eventually he ran into him as an adult and he like literally plotted he said i had a plan i had a gun and i was gonna kill him and then joe rogan was like you know there's this this video um <laughs> uh it's karate teacher and the guy goes oh and at that urge airport louisiana airport yeah i know it like he goes i've watched it way too many times i probably shouldn't have watched it as many times and so i went back just a couple of days ago and i went to see which what what which what it was and i don't remember which episode it was i saved it but i did find one thing funny it's at the two-hour, 38-minute, 38-second mark where they talk about – start talking with Joe Rogan brings up my dad. And I make a point in my book that 38 was Jeff's unlucky number because we were in room 38 at the Samoa Hotel when he got caught. Daddy was 38 years old when he shot him with a 38. And for the for that to be 238-38, I was like, that's that's just a weird quiz. Wow. Are you – let me – let's just uh, take the conversation a little different direction here for a second. Are you uh, like a numbers guy? Are you like a gematria guy? Do you? Are, nope, are, nope, okay. nope, not at all. Do you see not not one bit? Do you ever see any of the clues they leave behind? No. Okay. No. All right. I'm clueless on that, but I, I, I will tell you this: uh, I don't have a kid, and it's Father's Day, right? Yeah. So for the last couple of days, everybody's been oh, Happy Father's Day, and I tell them I'm like uh, I'm a cat dad. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know. And I mean, I must have been told Happy Father's Day thirty times over the last couple of days because I, you know, I work at my friend's store and I was checking people out. You know, they have a specialty food store. If you're ever in uh, Baton Rouge area, Chris's Specialty Foods. I mean, we got wagyu ribeyes and fillets. We got the finest choice beef in in Baton Rouge. Wow. Um, and so, and so I've been telling everybody, yeah, yeah, I'm a cat dad. I'm a cat dad. I'm a cat dad. Well, the funny thing is, I named my cat Lolo Jones after the uh, the LSU track the woman's track star who was like an Olympian. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very popular around here. Yeah. So when I left work today, when I left work today, I was stopping off to get some hot sauce cause I'm making a uh, smoked wings right now. And, uh, who, who walks in front of me as I go to park my car, but Lolo Jones. So I jumped out of the car. I'm like, Oh my God, Lolo, I named my cat after you. So, you know, my cat's Lolo Jones. It's father's day. And I got to meet the real Lolo. So I thought that was a good karma. Hey, that's a, and, you got to be on pod awful. Am I right, everybody? Come on. That's right. So, that is right. No, no. I actually, I really appreciate you being on the show. Now, again, now we, I interrupted your story, but I mean, you know, uh, spoilers. Um, Gary shot Jody's abuser, and um, can you give the give the people like the you know the basic rundown of how like like actually you know what I don't know. Like, I, I, okay, go ahead. Uh, the one thing I don't know is because there was time between you coming back home, being brought back yeah. home, and there was time, yeah. uh, and then when Jeff arrived, and right. uh, how much time was that? 
Uh, I was returned March 1st. Jeff was returned Mar- March 16th. So just over two oh, weeks. Oh, wow. So two weeks. And so in that two weeks, your father finds out about the abuse. He's – do you Yes, know? a week later, my sister's birthday, March 9th, is when Mike Bur- – Mike Bournette with the sheriff's office came over because he had gotten the results from the hospital report. And that's when he sat my parents down and told them the hospital report came back positive. That means Jeff, you know, had been, you know, messing with Jody. And my dad, you know, first thing out of his mouth was he's a dead man. I'm going to kill him. And, you know, Mike Bournette, Mike Bournette didn't think nothing of it other than, you know, that's what most parents would respond to. And so when Mike was going out to get my dad, they weren't telling my dad. My mother knew that Mike was going out to get Jeff. But they wouldn't tell my dad because they were worried about what he would do. And so my mother told Mike, she's like, I'm worried about Gary. And Mike said, look, June, I've been protecting prisoners way long before Gary decided to be a hitman. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Boy, he was wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, right, so when, when my dad was younger, he used to work at Channel 2, which is the, the station that captured the video. He was friends with all the people behind the scenes. and He was on their bowling team. I remember going to bowling night with him and seeing all these people that I'd seen on TV, you know. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Cool. Well, he was at there was a, a restaurant called the Cotton Club. He was at the Cotton Club bar having lunch. It was a Friday, eating gumbo. And a guy named Bob Shadell, who was the program director at Channel 2, who knew my dad, he said, hey, Gary, when are they bringing your boy back? Talking about Jeff. Right. And daddy said, well, I think he's back already, but you know, but they wouldn't tell me one way or the other. And Bob's like, I'll find out for you. So he got up, went to the postphone, called the TV station. And so he'll be in at like 908 on flight 595 from Dallas. And so he told him that information. You know, the the story is that, you know, my dad's official narrative was he had overheard, but no, the guy told my dad, like, um, and so Bob Shadell immediately got fired. Um, did Bob Shadell think my father was going to go to the airport and shoot him? No. Do I think Bob Shadell thought my dad might go to the airport and create a scene? 100%. So they got more than what they bargained for. Right. Yeah. One of the interesting, well, my, so my question was going to be, but I think it's, it's pretty well answered here is like how you know what was the amount of time where he formulated like okay i gotta kill this guy and it sounds like it was pretty much the instant he found out about well well he he wasn't sure so he he, i mean that was the day he shot him that he found out he like he didn't know that he was coming in until the day he shot him so all these people like oh that's premeditated i'm like no he had a gun in his car um he actually it was his weekend to have us so we have a a a camp on a, a lake basically about 45 minutes from Baton Rouge called false river. And he made it out to false river. But when he got to the, the, the convenience store, I guess probably to you know, pick up a beer, he called his best friend and he's like, you know what? I'm going to the airport. So he went out to the airport, his best friends trying to get in touch with the police saying, look, my, my friends at the airport with a gun, he's trying to kill this you know prisoner. And they're like, Oh, you don't have to worry about it. It'll be okay. And he was actually on the phone talking to my father when my father said, here they come. I'm pulling the gun out of my boot. You're going to hear the shot. And when the lights got even with my dad, that's when he knew to turn around. That's why everyone's like, oh, he timed it perfect. Well, he used to be a cameraman, so he he just uses the lights on the wall so he could keep his back turned. Well, them lights got parallel to him. He knew to turn around, and he turned around and put the gun right in his ear and blew his head off. It is, it is a crazy shot because it, it could have gone so wrong so easily. He could have hit the uh, the police officer that was escorting Jeff. He could have hit the uh, cameraman across from him, but – he nailed him, and uh, and the rest is history. Um, you you want to hear another re- weird coincidence? Yeah. All right. So a couple a uh, couple years ago, I was sitting. My book had came out, so I'm sitting at Twin Peaks, and all of a sudden Shaquille O'Neal walks in because he went to LSU. For, for those who don't know, we have Baton Rouge LSU. So he comes walking in, and he's he has a friend of his he's having dinner with, and 
you know, I call my sister because she loves Shaq. I'm like, hey, Shaq just walked in. She's like, man, we just ordered dinner. I can't come. So she's like, why don't you give him a book? I said, okay. So I signed a book and I sent it over to him. Right. Well, all of a sudden when he's looking at the book, the um, guy that he's with starts looking for me. Right. Like he starts looking around. And I saw a wave and he waves me. Come here, come here, come here, come here. That was, that guy's name is Sean Connor. Okay. okay. Sean Connor's dad is Bud Connor, who was the cop walking next to Jeff when daddy shot him. So what are the odds I send one of the most famous men on the planet, a book about my dad shooting somebody and he's having dinner with the son of the cop who got the blood splatter on his head. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so your dad, I mean, you know, everybody thinks like uh, he's a hero. He immediately had a groundswell of support around him. Nobody wanted him to see uh, serve any time. And of course, uh, you know, he did get the suspended sentence, which is um, very interesting. One of the one of the uh, things that always blows me away about the entire, uh, you know, seeing the video and everything, because I, you know, I took the, you've, you've got a website, by the way. Do you want to tell the people your website? It's jodyploche.net. That's J-O-D-Y-P-L-A-U-C-H-E.net. And you've got on there the uncut version, like it's not yes, off the news thing. <laughs> and I, uh, I borrowed that for my, for the show tonight, I actually borrowed that. And, uh, you know, I'm taking a look at it. And the thing is, I've seen all the news stories about the incident and I've seen everybody who was there talk about, you know, where their head was at. And everybody says they didn't realize the guy standing there at the uh, phone booth is Gary. Everybody says that they didn't know they barely took note of the man standing there. The thing that fascinates me is instantly. So Jeff gets shot instantly. Your dad, you know. Puts his hands up. He knows, okay, I, I'm not supposed to do that. He he didn't want to hurt anybody um, other than, you know, the horrible pedophile. And the fascinating thing to me is who, uh, whoever the man is that runs at him first. Instant, Mike Burnett. Mike Burnett. He instantly knows it's your daddy. instantly says, Gary. That's the famous Gary. Why? Why, Gary? Uh, and... It's all it's fascinating to me because he's got the hat on, he's got the glasses, you know, he's he's kind of he's slightly incognito. It, this has got to be a terrorizing, like you know, a shocking scene. But instantly they clock him as Gary. Is there? Uh, listen, I'm no conspiracy theorist here or anything. Is there any chance at all that somebody at that airport that day realized that was your dad and went? Let's see where this goes. No, if you if you go back, all right, so let me tell you what happened. So okay. they, they got the news camera there, right? So Ed Bugs, you can't see him. He's Well, I can see him because I know where to look. He's by the, the metal detectors way, way, like when they first come around the corner. Yeah. Okay, if you watch at the very beginning of that video, when Mike Burnett, when they turn that video, Mike Burnett is looking behind the camera because they had had like 20, 25 people had gathered behind you know, to see what, what's the news here for. Okay. We want to see what's going on. Is it going to be like a celebrity? And Mike said, he walked around the corner. He was looking back behind her. He said, he's kind of blinded by the lights. He said, but he, he said, he waved him on. He turned around and he said, I, I was thinking to myself, these people are wanting to see who this is thinking it's like big, some big movie star. And he's like, it's nothing but two drunks and a pedophile. And he said, right when he, that thought went through his head, that's when that gun went off. He said, he turned around and that's what he immediately knew. He's the one that told my mother and dad what, that the hospital report came back positive. He was the one that was staying at the house, right. listening to the phone conversation. So he knew 
Now he also went to middle school and high school with my dad, oh, so they weren't okay. gr- great. They weren't great friends, but they'd run into each other around town and say, "Hey," and you know, the, my dad would go call my mom, "Hey, look what I ran into," you know. So as soon as he turned around and saw Daddy, he wasn't asking, "Why did you shoot him?" Because Daddy, I mean, Mike was the one who told Daddy what Jeff had done to me. Right. He was asking Gary, "Why, Gary? You have four children and a wife at home. Right. Why did you, you know, put yourself?" in a situation to go to jail for 25 years. That's why he was asking, why would you do that? Definitely. Um, Now, I want to ask you this, and part of the reason I had you on the show is we live in this insane age now. You know, obviously what happened then, the 80s, um, you know, these things have always been going on for all of human history, and, you know, people just sort of keep quiet about it. And now we live in a time where people are calling out child abuse, pedophilia, sexual abuse, that kind of stuff, more and more than ever before, including in the top levels of society in crazy places that many people never thought were ever even possible. Um, what, As a uh, survivor of something like this, uh, having watched what, uh, you know, what your dad has become in this sort of meme that's happened, uh, you know, in the time since his death, um, what do you think of this, you know, this uh, cultural shift toward um, maybe being even a little too cautious when it comes to calling everybody out as a pedophile? Do you know what I mean by that? Um, I, I, I'm glad that there's a greater awareness and that, you know, but it's still something that needs more I guess education and talking about because right. I mean I, I I still know you know fourteen year old girls who are getting raped because they went to a party and drank and passed out so I mean I don't think it be, can be talked about enough so um, but I will say this I know a lot of people would <clears throat> um, say watch my dad and say I would you know I'd have done that too if it was my kid if you read my book uh, you'll see how that's probably not the best thing to say or thing to say around your children and also. Um, it's better for a parent to be with your child because Ellie Nessler did a similar situation, killed the guy who uh, had molested her son, and she ended up going to jail, and now he's in jail for the rest of his life. So it was more important for that kid to have his mom around than it was for her to get revenge. So before you think about what my dad did, or you know, before you're inspired by what my dad did, think about being there for your child. That's the most important so, thing. And I can understand why anybody would want to do that, but, you know, Getting revenge is not as good as being there. So the uh, to the people out there listening to this, if something like this happened to a loved one of theirs, you would not recommend they put a B to the back of the guy's H. I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't do it in front of a camera, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? That is, I will say, uh, as you know, cool as I do think what your dad did was, Real fuck up doing it directly in front of the camera. I mean, was... actually, no, actually, actually, he did it already. So I'm telling you, don't do it again because it's already been done. Well, no, true. I mean, actually, that was part of what helped get him off because the judge, and I think it was an A&E back in 92 or 93, the judge said, you know, you know, when you look at, uh, he goes, we don't have temporary insanity in Louisiana. We have what's called what specific intent. And he goes, People who are sane don't go around shooting people five feet from a television camera. That right there alone shows that my dad wasn't in his right mind. Gotcha, gotcha. What do you think about Pizzagate? You know, it's so tough to, I mean, because do I think that's real or not? I mean, I don't know if it's as real as, like, 
it's been blown up to be, but it's definitely something that could be a possibility. You know what I'm saying? So I don't discount it, but I don't, I'm not all in on it either. Gotcha. What do you think of, listen, people really throw this pedophile term out a lot at people like to a point to the point where you just don't, you know, you know how like in the, you know, uh, like 10, 20 years ago on the internet, uh, people got into an argument. Inevitably one guy called the other guy, Hitler, you know, every argument would boil down to call him Hitler. It seems like now, every time people get mad or don't like someone on the internet, it boils down to calling the other guy a pedophile. Do you think, is that a, a bad thing? Is that sort of like, uh, you know, take away from the real victims out there? Mm, I've never thought of it that way, but I mean, um, it's gotten to the point that's pretty much the only thing you can call somebody and get away with. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't call them nothing else. But there's there there must be no more damaging a thing you could say about somebody if if it's not true obviously if it's true then you know fuck them but uh, if it's not true there I don't, I can't think of a worse thing to say about somebody can you like you know I mean I guess you know well, the, well I'll tell you the one thing that you know and maybe this is I'm too close to the situation I'll tell you one of the things that gets me okay it bothers me okay, is yeah. when they misuse the term pedophile okay. for example you have a very hot you know. 31 year old teacher who sleeps with her 16 year old male student. Nice. Okay. And, and like, ah, oh, she's a pedophile. She's not a pedophile. No. She's what's known as a hebophile. Okay. To put things in the concept, uh, pedophiles like prepubescent, like they don't want any pubic hair, no maturity, no periods, no, uh, you know, being able to ejaculate. They don't want that. They want a child that, and that's why I like between boys and girls at that age, they really don't you give them, the same haircut, you can't tell the difference from them. Yeah. Okay, so a pedophile likes that. A hebophile likes developed, which is like, let's say, normally, you know, 13 to 16 or, or 12 to 15. That's what R. Kelly was. Right. You know, R. Kelly, he liked that particular age group. He liked mature, but not too mature. And there's another one for the one that's like between 16 and 18, which I don't know what that is, but I, the one between you know, 18 a, and 22. I think that's an aphebophile. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, if you want to say something like, if if some grown man has sex with a fourteen year old, like or Kelly, they go, oh, he's a pedophile. Nope, he's a pedophile. And and for whatever reason, that just that's just one of the things that bothers me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, no, I can see that, especially yeah, especially for, you know, in your shoes. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. There's something about it to me that it's like. Uh, I, 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 we all know what people mean when they say pedophile, you know, you know, it's like, I think they're just right. using it colloquially, but I definitely see your point on that, that it's completely, di- you know, but you bring up an interesting thing at a certain age, you know, if a kid's, you know, hairless, basically, you can't tell them apart. I, you know, I, it does make me wonder, like, for instance, in your case, right, Jeff, do you think he, like, did he have a specific proclivity toward boys or would it? Yeah. Inter- it was so was he would that make him gay or is he just is it a different thing um you know what i would i would i don't feel qualified to answer that i know that you know uh, norm mcdonald used to do the saturday night live joke talking about michael jackson being a homosexual pedophile right so i don't know i don't know if there is i mean clearly i maybe maybe the term would be like same-sex pedophile you know what i'm saying like i don't know what the the correct term is but i mean it's because i don't think being a homosexual and liking grown-ups is different than being a pedophile but i think the, i think the right term would be homosexual pedophile because he likes the same so. sex uh 
children. Now, and I'll say this, and I just have to say this, Jody, you know, don't mind me on this, but when it comes to Michael Jackson, I always say Michael Jackson actually was not a pedophile. Okay. He, he was not, he was, you know, he was never found guilty of any crimes. There is actually not, not very good evidence for it at all. He was just a 50 year old man who built a, an amusement park in his yard to groom kids, lure them in, give them alcohol and sleep in his bedroom with him. Nothing creepy. <laughs> so that that's your t- well, you know, I, I'm kind of torn with Michael Jackson because, you know, like everybody, um, you know, I grew up listening to his music. I mean, I went to the both 30th anniversary concerts at Madison Square Garden. I was in uh, New York City on September 11th, that Tuesday mo- morning. I left at 3.30 that morning because we had just gone to the Michael Jackson concert. Right. So, you know, but um, I, then again, Michael, you know, you, you're not going to tell me he made it through without – anyone messing with him so i think that since his age was stunted at about 13 years old 12 years old um you know i actually i had a little part in my book that uh kind of defended michael a little bit but uh jim clementi who was uh he was set to testify at michael jackson's trial against him he was an fbi profiler um who you know worked in you know sex crimes and pedophiles and uh, I actually sent him a copy of my book before it was published, and he actually made some changes. And he he specifically said I would take that out uh, about Michael Jackson. He was like, and, and he told me that you know he believed that Michael was a pedophile, and and he got cancer, and so he wasn't able to testify. And Jim's very very knowledgeable. He's very convinced. He he's very good. And I think it may have been a little different ball game if Jim had the opportunity to uh, testify against Michael. Yeah. Do you do you still practice karate? No, I haven't taken karate since the day he took me to California. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, because uh, it might be useful. Uh, can I? Uh, do you mind if uh, we've got a chat room here because we're live? Do you mind if uh, we just ask a few questions from the chat? No, go ahead. All right, I'm just going to – I've got a list of them here in the chat, and I'm just going to read them randomly. Maybe some of them might be, you know, stupid, but uh, – Forgive me. Um, let's see. This guy has a great face for radio. Well, how do you know? You can't see he's not on here. Uh, let's see. This guy This guy remembers all sorts of numbers, someone says. Yeah, you do have sort of a, an AU gold thing for numbers. Um, you got a, you know, you got a real specific memory for some stuff. Um, uh, not really a question, more of a comment, really. Uh, let's see what else here. I did. I know there was questions in here, but now it's uh pretty far well, back. It just moves so quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's moved back real quick. Uh, did you? Uh, did he get molested into being a? Well, no, obviously that's not. No, that's not the case. Somebody want to know if? Well, you know what? I have to do a little bit more research than that, and I do have a book on my desk called Vandalized Love Mats by John Money. And I've looked into it years ago, but I need to look into it again because I did see a statistic recently. The where, John Money? Um, the doctor John Money? Yes, Dr. John Money. Okay. And so uh, he had a book, he, you know, Johns Hopkins called Vandalized Love Mats. And I think there is evidence to support that if you were, you know, sexually abused at a young age, like let's say seven or eight, that that does impact on – because I think um, – there's a, uh, I wish I wrote it down. I, I don't, I think that there's a disproportionate homosexuals or been victimized. Yeah, so, it is. Um, You're right. I, yes. And, and so I think that, I mean, you know, it, it might somehow 
uh, basically scramble that network up somehow. So I, I need that's something I need to do more research in. But I'll t- I will say this because a lot of people want to know, you know, uh, I mean, my whole life because I'm 51 years old, I'm single, no kids, right? And so they're like, "Are you gay? Are you gay?" No, I'm not. I, you know, I wasn't gay before I knew Jeff. I'm not gay after I met Jeff. I mean, I was one of those kids that you know, six years old who had that Farrah Fawcett poster that I would stare at. I mean. And and if you look at my girlfriends or some of the girls that I've dated or gone out with, I mean, they all kind of look like that Sarah Fawcett look. I mean, that's clearly my uh, love map. See, vandalized love map? That's my love map. My love map is that old Farrah Fawcett uh, or Tiger Woods ex-wife that hit him over the head with the golf club. That's kind of like my type. Um, and another thing, someone goes, well, are you dating? I'm like, no, I'm, like, I'm not dating anyone either. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I'm broken. I live at home with my mother. I mean, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, somebody, you did, know, if I, somebody did say, they said, uh, I'd like to know why you didn't have kids. Do you still want to be a father at all? Never wanted to be a father. Now, is that because of what happened to me? Probably. Yeah, I could see that. Mm, yep, definitely. I mean, uh, for, all right, did you hear the news story about the kid in the Bahamas who on like the dinner cruise jumped off and disappeared mm-hmm. yep okay well i went to high school with his dad and uncle and cousin and I, just the pain that they have to be going through right now has got to be terrible and I, I don't ever want to feel that so that's part of the reason why i don't want kids uh somebody wants to know did the uh pedophiles family try and sue your family in any way that's an interesting they question. did they did they did and our homeowners homeowners i think settled for a hundred thousand okay um was there any other people involved with him, like a pedo conspiracy? Yeah, did he have like a? Yeah, that's actually interesting. You know, a lot of times uh, when someone abuses kids, they'll uh, take photos or share, pass them around with their network of friends. Uh, was there anything like that going on? Not that I'm, not I'm aware of, but yeah. I do know that we were in California when he was running low of money. Because I mean, his mother, according to him, uh, the confession on the plane ride home, his mother would basically prostitute him out to other men. Wow. So that's where that's where maybe that where he turned into the pedophile. I don't know. If, like I said, that's what I got to do the research on. But uh, so he he did bring it up. Like if we if we don't have any more money, you know, would you be willing to you know have some? And I said no, absolutely not. So and what? I mean he he kind of floated that out there, and I cut him off like very quickly, and so he never brought it back up again. But that was when we were in California on the trip. Someone wants to know. Um... Do you think your experience with Jeff uh, has anything to do with you becoming a cat dad? Nope. Nope. I love cats before uh, Jeff. I mean, as a matter of fact, when I was in California, I went to see the social worker at the little boy's home that I was in for like the day. And, uh, you know, he's like, you know, well, well, what if someone, and I I mentioned my cat, like, yeah, I got, I had a cat. And uh, he was like, well, what if someone took your cat? How would you feel? Like he was kind of a dick. And, uh, I was like, he's like, well, that's how your parents feel right now. But no, I was all, no, no, no. I've always been a cat guy. Okay. Do you put, know, it this way, put it this way. When I was little, when I was little, my cat had kittens, right? So we had some kittens, and they were in the closet. And my older brother goes to my mother and uh, says, no, I think it was me. Uh, well, I forget which one it was. But anyway, someone said, Mixie's milk tastes yucky. And they're like, what? I had went and tried to nurse on the cat <laughs> when I was like, Two or three. Oh, so you got that? Yeah, that's probably what happened. You probably got the toxoplasmosis then, and now <laughs> you will never so, Do you only have one cat, or you have a bunch of them? Well, we have several, but the one that I'm specifically speaking of, Lolo Jones, she's the indoor cat. Um, I found her at about 
if anyone go, can get to my Facebook page, I posted a picture of me and Lolo Jones and Lolo the Cat. And, I mean, I was driving to Houston, Texas, and I saw out of the corner of my eye on the side of the interstate on the shoulder this baby kitten, and I turned around and I went and got her. I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to run towards this cat, and she's going to run right in the interstate. I'm going to watch her get ran over by a truck. But as soon as I yelled kitty, kitty or whatever, she started meowing and just ran to me and kind of like jumped in my arms. And I, she rode with me to Houston. She stayed the night with me at the hotel, and she's been here ever since. And she follows me around like a dog. If I'm cooking, she'll sit in the basket and watch me cook in the kitchen. If I'm reading at the table, like at a, a computer or something, she'll come and sit on the table. If I go in my room, she'll come sit on my lap. I mean, she follows me around, and, and she loves me. She knows I saved her. Wow. Uh, a lot of people are saying real nice things about uh, your dad and uh, your story. Your dad is based and a hero. Um, somebody says, uh, much respect for talking about your experience, Jody. Um, one person wants to know, what do you think of this whole drag queen story hour thing and the drag queen stuff with kids? You know, all right. So I don't know what the drag queen show, show consists of. Okay. But I mean, if it's just a drag show, I, I'm telling you right now, a young kid ain't gonna care. They don't even know. Right. You know? I mean, as long as they're not, you know, playing with dildos and, you know, something like that. I mean, if it's just them singing like a, uh, you know, like a bunch of uh, opera singers or, or I'm trying, Broadway, like Broadway people, you know, then then it's no big deal. I, I really don't see the big deal in it. Um, now, if they almost you know, they're they are gonna, playing with the dildos, I, I have a feeling there's a lot more dildo stuff going on in there than you would think even. Put it this way: anything that's inappropriate in a movie should be the same at a drag show. I agree. I you know, agree so with you, that. you wouldn't take your kid to a rated R movie. Then, if it's a rated R drag show, you shouldn't take your kid to it either. Period. If it's a Disney type, you know, uh, show and there's nothing, they're, they're singing Disney songs, then I really don't have a problem with it. What if they're What if they're putting on? It's a, it's a guy, but he's putting on a lady's bathing suit and he's shaking his his schmeckle around in front of the kid. You know, just kind of it's covered. Well, I mean. But I, He's, well, again, you wouldn't take him to see a movie with that. So, I mean, again, that's inappropriate. Right. Do you know who Alex Stein is? I do not. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, let me see if there's any other questions here. Uh, he approves. Uh, everybody's got real nice things to say about you, Jody. Jody, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, your story, it's an incredible one. The uh, work you've done as a result of it is incredible. And we all remember and love your dad and uh, a big happy daddy's day to your dad gary from all of us so the book actually we i did it i had a friend of mine who did the audiobook it came out november 1st so you can get oh, wow. the book paperback on amazon you can get a paperback or you can get a the kindle version or you can go to audible and you can get a audiobook and i like the audiobook better because i didn't have to read it <laughs> yeah i uh same yeah my favorite way of taking in a book is not a book as well um <laughs> i'll have to check it out in the audiobook form guys check out why gary why it's jody's story it's gary's story it's an amazing story but, but it, it's more important than my story what's important is the information in there for parents and for baby survivors now this one girl she left a bad auto uh review on my uh, Amazon uh, profile, and she was like, "This is nothing about Jody bragging and bragging. And all he does is brag and blah blah blah." And so, you know what I did? I screenshotted it, I cut it out, I put it on Facebook. And I said, "You goddamn right, I'm bragging." <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, huh? give it up for Jody. 
Uh, a great interview. And uh, anything else you want to say, and we'll let you go. I have anything, anybody got any more questions? I'll answer them. But you know, I hope everybody else has a great Father's Day. Uh, I just did me some smoked wings, and literally, I just put the. Uh, I'm making the the wing sauce. I just put it in the microwave when the phone rang. So oh. I'm looking forward to going to eat some smoked wings. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go eat those wings. But we got people in the chat saying Happy Daddy's Day to you. They're saying uh, excellent interview. This was great. Thank you so much. So Jody, thanks. And, again. and if, if you go to my Twitter at J um, I have two. I have at J Ploche and at Jody Ploche, but I usually use at J Ploche. Yeah. If you go to that one, um, I try to share some pictures of you know my dad, not just uh, uh you know, blowing someone's heads off. Like today, I put one from like a birthday party, and uh, someone made actually a really good point because he's holding a Diet Coke, and someone goes, "Hey, this might be a great opportunity for marketing for Diet Coke." You know, look, Gary Ploche drinks Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, at J Ploche, and again, that's P L A U C H E. Uh, on Twitter, if you'd like to go check that out. And uh, we thank you so much. And um, Jody, have a great rest of your evening. Hey, hey thank you too, very All much. Right. Thank right, you. Bye bye. And I follow him on uh, Twitter as well on my account at the N word, which you can follow me at the N word. It's the only place you can currently follow me. Thanks a lot, everybody, for that one. I got feasored, I guess. Um, listen, that one actually, uh, that interview was great. It did go a little longer than I expected, which means we're running behind. So now we're going to have to jump ahead here and call. We talked about Jody's daddy. Now it's time to talk to my daddy. Let me call my daddy. All right. Uh, there we go. It's daddy's day after all. I got to talk to daddy. Don't you hurt my daddy. That's my daddy. Hello? Daddy? Hello? Hello, Daddy? Yep. Oh, it's uh, Jesse. You remember me? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, happy Daddy's Day. Is it Daddy's Day again? <laughs> it's Daddy's Day. Um, nah, we, come on. We already spoke earlier. You know this. <laughs> you know, you know, here in Australia, Daddy's Day is on a different day. It is. I didn't even know they had it. Yeah, I was, I was originally planning on doing this show on uh, well, it's a Friday. Let's just say it's Friday. And uh, then I realized, like, oh, wait, um, Father's Day in America is, uh, <laughs> is Sunday. And so I, I had to switch gears last second and turn this into a Daddy's Day episode. But, yeah, they've got it in Australia, but it's a different day entirely. Isn't that crazy? But, but Mother's Day is the same day. You know, Mother's Day exact same. Why? Why? What is it? Why do they hate us? Why do they hate us, daddies? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you that um, that one of my goons thinks that you pay for everything I do with your nuclear physicist money, and he's planning to sue you into oblivion and take all of your retirement funds? He doesn't realize that I'm down here living on Social Security. <laughs> I tried to tell him. I listen, I warned him. I said, you're just going to steal an old man's um, pitiful government, uh, you know, handout from him in his final years into his twilight, yeah. into this, uh, you know, milky oblivion. And um, his response was, Aah. so I don't know what that meant. 
But yeah, no, he said he was going to sue me. He's going to get me arrested. He's going to sue you. And then um, when I laughed at him, he said he wasn't going to do that no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, how what was it like all those years as a nuclear physicist and making all that money? Was that nice, sir? Yeah, it would have been nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. You know anything about pedophiles? Uh, I, I don't know any. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well, yeah, I do, yeah, actually, I do know one, wait, somewhat. Wait, okay, well, maybe, all right. Do we want to – we're live. Are you sure you want to say that or – Well, you. everybody knows him. Well, he's your good friend? No, Slick Willie. Okay. <laughs> this is, I feel everybody I listen, you've had you've told me so many stories, you know, growing up in them old days, telling me about how, you know, oh, you cross the street and the blacks will get you and all that kind of stuff and you went over to a I don't know if you've ever told this one this story before, but the one about the uh kid kids that played in the yard behind the chain link fence and the girl came up and you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. Tell them, tell them that it just, I, we probably told that one before, but just in case, tell them that story one, one time real quick. Well, it's not a pedophile. I know, I know, but it's an interesting story. I don't, you don't have a, I asked you before, you don't have a pedophile story. I feel like everybody's got a pedophile story. From and it seems like a guy growing up, you know, in the old days, um, you know, there's always that guy up the road. There's always that one pedophile. He lives up the road. I had one. We had one in our neighborhood, and he lived up the road when I was a kid. You remember yeah. him? He had the same name yeah. as you. Was that fun or no? <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> Was that ever? Was there ever any confusion at the grocery store over that one or anything? No. Okay. So I, yeah, I had a pedo up the road. You didn't have a pedo. There wasn't a single pedo guy. You know, I could name three pedos from my childhood. One of them was my science teacher. Huh. Yeah, well, I had a I had a pedo science teacher. It was crazy. I didn't. We didn't find out for sure until. After I graduated, but uh, it's for sure now. Well, it's one. It's one in my neighborhood, but uh, and I and, and I actually talked to him because uh, he does acting with me. Oh well, yeah, and, then, then it's forgivable. Well, I, I you know, and, and I needed an air conditioner, so I talked to him about it, and then I found out he was a pedophile. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> what is it the way he uses ducts how do you find that out uh uh an old guy around the street who's lived in this neighborhood for probably 35 40 years uh i told him i'd gone to see him about doing doing my air conditioning he said no you don't want to mess with him he's a pedophile yeah, but that, and, uh, it's not like you got anything to worry about. I mean, no offense, but you're no spring chicken. No, nah, but if, <laughs> if if I would have probably, you know, everybody in this neighborhood knows what's going on, so they would have known and they probably would have, you know, give me crap about it. <laughs> so you kind of wanted to use the pedophile anyway. But well, you just... no, I didn't want to use him. He was just right here in the neighborhood. I, figured, you know. I don't know. It feels like you're peer pressured out of it. 
Huh. I was. Okay, all right, okay. So you kind of wanted to use the P, you know? Again, what harm is he to you? I think that's fine. No harm to me. It, it was just, it, I know the neighbors would have said something. How, no harm to me. Well, He's probably on, 80 years old. Hang on a second, though. How young are your your um, ducks? Huh? How, how young is your AC system? How young is it? Yeah. Oh, I've had it replaced, so it's brand new. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, you don't let him anywhere near it. Um, no. All right. So he's he didn't, a pedophile. Yeah, he's a pedophile. Uh, come get him, boys. <laughs> Listen, the thing is, do you know that I um, – <laughs> do you uh, did I ever tell you about the time that I – since you don't have a pedo story, did I ever tell you about the time that I um, tricked a guy into thinking I was Chris Hansen? You know who Chris Hansen is, right? Yeah. Okay, so the yeah, the catch a predator guy. I tricked this guy, uh, um, this college student, uh, who thought he was talking to a sixteen-year-old girl on a dating site, and instead it was me. And I tricked him into thinking I was Chris Hansen and busting him over the phone. <laughs> and and we got him to empty his, where he was sitting. He was outside of his work on the college campus. And we got him to empty his pockets of all of his belongings and lay down flat on his face <laughs> on, the, on the pavement with the phone next to his head. And I told him, I, I just kept saying to him, listen, I'm Chris Hansen. You're going to want to follow what I say here. And he was like, what do I have to do? Are they going to arrest me? And, you know, in, in the show, Chris Hansen always goes, um, that's not up for me to decide. That's. You know, that's for someone else to determine. I'm just doing an investigation. So I just kept saying that. I was like, I, that's not for me to decide. I have no idea if you're going to be arrested. Um, you know, so that you wouldn't think I was a cop or nothing. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I, we made him say, uh, we made him yell out. Again, he's laying down with his face on the pavement. And we made him yell out, here's the pedophile. Come get him, boys. And he did it. And he's like, he's right in front of his job. They can see him. And then at the end, we told him that we're not really, he was like really upset with me that I was not catching him and busting him as a pedophile. I was like, I, you don't get to be upset. You're a pedophile. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I never told you about that. You, I think you did. You didn't have no video of it. I would, I die. I would kill. I would Gary Plochet kill for video of it but no it was literally we just called him on the phone we didn't there's no way to have a video of it um you didn't get to see it you just you did it all on the phone i mean you could like you could hear that he was really doing it and he was scared out of his mind this was like a this kid this guy was like uh i don't know 20 or something he's like he was an asian guy and uh, one of the funniest parts actually was that we convinced him that we knew everything about him because I said, um, well, you know, your parents have actually been helping us with this investigation. He's like, my my parents? And we were like, I was like, yeah. Um, he's like, and I know their names. I know, you know, we're in full contact with them. And then he told me his parents' names. I didn't know that his parents' name. He said it, and then I just said it back to him, and he thought I knew it. 
somehow. <laughs> so that like convinced, like once I had said that he was doing anything we told him to do. It's a great episode, man. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, okay. Stupid too, for the people out there listening, if you want to, if you want to see that one, but that'd be, uh, come get them boys. became a catchphrase on the show as a result of that. But I feel like as a result of, yeah, I, I, I've busted pedophiles on the show a bunch of times, dad. I don't know if you know about that. Like we sent a one, there's one pedo to prison twice now. Same guy went to prison <laughs> twice. And um, I busted a guy who was driving an ice cream truck outside of a school uh, in Brooklyn. He was trying to pick up teenagers and uh, I got him on camera and got him fired from his ice cream truck job. Um, you know, and this was, there was a time where there was this explosion of content on YouTube of guys doing these busts and stuff. And I kind of did it as like a joke. I mean, you know, it's not a joke what they're doing, but I kind of did it as like just a, oh, isn't this a fun sort of thing to do for content? And then with this, with that, with the uh, catchphrase that swept the nation, come get them boys and all of this kind of stuff. I started to worry, and I'm worrying now, that maybe we as a society have gone a little too far with this. Like, now everybody's accused of being a pedophile all the time if you just don't like a guy. What do you think about that? Like, what do you, is, it, is, it, is it too dangerous a thing to just be constantly calling everybody a pedophile? Or is it just so likely that anyone might be a pedophile that you might as well just throw that dart and see what you hit? Well, you, every neighborhood has got them in it, so, you, you know. You, well, you, but yours apparently didn't growing up. You don't have a pedo story. Well, back then, you wouldn't have known. I mean, everybody stayed in the closets and all that kind of crap. Well, are you saying they're all gay guys? Oh, I'm sure they were, but they stayed in the closet, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, you don't want to end up in a closet with one of them, that's for sure. You know, I, there's this guy, there's this guy, Vito, and he's like this, you know, c- comedian, I guess. Uh, he's a YouTuber guy, and everybody's calling him a pedo. And it's because he, he listen, he very poorly worded a few tweets, and then, and I meant to ask, you know, we were just talking to this uh, guy on the show a minute ago, Dad, uh, Jody Ploche. I told you about him earlier where, uh, you know, he very famously was uh, abducted and molested and stuff. And I meant to ask him this, but I forgot. Uh, you know, is are we in in this world where there is, you know, the distinct possibility that Hillary Clinton is behind a worldwide pedophile ring uh, where they are drinking the adrenalized blood of children to stay forever young somehow, even though she looks like a melted grandma. Um, is it is it too much nowadays, knowing what we know about things like Epstein Island and stuff like that? Is it too much to make pedophile jokes? I don't think so. Now, hang on a second. Just to be clear, I don't mean jokes about pedophiles. I mean jokes as if you are one, because that's what this guy Vito is always doing. He's all, he's like, anytime he gets backed into a corner, he instantly is like, oh, yeah, I molested that girl. You know, that's his, like, 
that's his comeback, which isn't the greatest. Um, but it, I, you know, I remember when I was younger, people would make jokes like that, like all the time. Like it wasn't that odd. Um, or yeah. or even just laugh, like laugh at a kid because you're pretty sure he was molested. <laughs> Which, <Yeah. laughs> did you at least know any kids growing up that you laughed at for being touched? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. All right. Okay. Now tell the folks at home the the story, the chain link fence story. Oh jeez. Come on. Uh, you can either tell them that, or you can tell them the. Uh, the one about the uh, African tribe names. About the what? The African tribe names. <laughs> I know. I, I just figured out the other day that when you and Uncle Jerry would tell that joke, that um, it was you weren't you would you would say it was Indian tribes, but now I realize that you were trying to hide the fact that you were talking about black people and it was Africans. Um, that was that was more him than me. I wish you'd have let me know that. I'd have, I would have got his letter out and read it, read it for you. The Motisas. Uh, that's the only one I can never tell that joke because the only one I ever remember is the oh wait there was the Hodidos and the Motisas. I remember those two. But all right, anyway, tell them the chain link fence story. It's a great one, classic. Well, that 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 was a little he she girl, right? <laughs> well, I'm spoiled. You just... This is not storytelling. You're supposed to build up to that part. Come on. Well, I don't know how you build up to that. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it, it was a, a weird family. Of course, every family was weird back then, but it was a weird family that lived in the middle of that block. The actual, the mom and dad were actually really old to have two really little kids like this or young kids like this. Mm -hmm. But we didn't think of anything like, we didn't think anything about it back then, but thinking back now, they were extremely old to have such young kids. But, uh, they lived in the middle of the block. They had a chain link fence around the house, which was out of the norm in that neighborhood. Uh, and these two little kids were never allowed out of that, uh, out of that chain link fence. Were and, they? Uh, was it because they were savage retards? Like I know you guys used to. If a kid came out too retarded, you used to lock it up. I don't think it were. I don't think they were. I mean, uh, okay. I was probably I was probably twelve years old. These kids were probably five, maybe six years old, maybe something around somewhere around in there. Uh, but the little girl back then, little little girls, you know, wore dresses. That's all they wore. They didn't wear like they do nowadays. They just wore little dresses, and uh, you'd go by, <laughs> you'd go by that house, and 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 they'd always they'd always be outside uh, up against that chain link fence watching people, and that little girl would raise that dress up and. And stick that thing to that chain link fence. <laughs> no, I heard. I heard you used to go over there and give her a quarter to look at it. No, nah, you didn't have to give her no money. You just <laughs> whip it out there. 
So you're what you're telling me is that trans people have always existed. Have they always? Is that would that be a trans person? Oh, that's a trans. I think that's a trans. It seems trans. I mean, why would they have a little boy in a dress? Well, it was a it was a little girl, but it had a dingling. Well, yeah, but it was definitely a little girl. Well, what do you, how is it definitely a little girl? You're looking at her natural illustrations, and she's got length. Well, I don't know how to say it. I, I don't know how to explain it other than she she was a little girl. <laughs> well, listen, my dad says trans rights, and that's what's important. I I, I think I've asked you this before. Um, I don't remember what your answer was. Do you know who Alex Stein is? Alex Stein? Yeah. Nah, it doesn't ring a bell. He's a comedian guy. He went on Tucker Carlson once or twice. He goes around to the uh, to the city council meetings and like disrupts them in some way. And he's like, he's really loud. He talks like this, and he, he keeps saying he's Tucker Carlson's biological son and stuff like that. You'd know him if you saw him. You probably yeah, I've known. I've seen every Tucker Carlson episode. Of well, then you definitely saw him at some point. Okay. Well, I gotta, I gotta Stein pill you at some point. I gotta show you this Alex Stein, because um, uh, he likes to, uh, you know, speaking of the uh, the trans community, he likes to harass the drag queens. You know, the drag queen story hour and stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? I don't like it. Well, why not? It seems like a perfectly normal, perfectly... Uh, it sounds like you used to have a child do Drag Queen Story Hour for you <laughs> through a chain link fence. You guys would all go over and look at the savage retard stick its dingling through the uh, wire. Um, how is that any... How come that's wholesome and a nice story to tell your kids? And well, it's not wholesome. What? You made me tell it. Well, you told it to me when I was a little kid. Well... <laughs> well, it was a different time. It was a different time. Uh, okay, so you don't like the drag queen story hour? Fine, fair enough. I guess I'm there with you. But what do you think of a guy making fun of the drag queen story hour? Does that sound like a good thing? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, what is, what if he dresses up in drag to do it? But he's doing it. He's doing it as as a comedy thing, right? But he's doing it in front of children. Oh no, no, I don't like it. Okay, just checking. All right, very good, very good, very good. Um, that's that's what Alex Stein does. Um, okay, that's it. Alex Stein's thing. His whole thing is to uh, do that. So. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out something about this uh, Vito guy, and everybody calls him a pedophile. And I just think back to a few years. I mean, it really was not that long ago. You were allowed to make a pedo joke. You were allowed to say, I, you were allowed to say some pretty heinous stuff about it. What do you think changed that's made it so you can't do that anymore? Is it is it that the prevalence of pedos there's more of them now is it that it's more out in the open is it the the echelon the uh, level of pedophilia you know with the jeffrey epstein's what is it that makes it that you can't do these jokes anymore uh it's because of the democrats <laughs> <laughs> i 
uh, well, not to get political or anything. Okay. Uh, yikes! I don't know, Dad. I, we're on YouTube here. I'm not. I think they're. I think they're good guys. Well, hopefully it's all Republicans, but no, they 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 let you get away with anything. They allow you anything. Yeah. yeah. You're saying oh, it's a slippery slope. It's the uh, progressive thing. You. Yeah, yeah, progressive. It's this. Yeah, yeah. That's what. It, yeah, you're right. That's what it is. It's that. It's the swing back of the pendulum. It's uh, we've had a little too much in one direction, and so it's we're sort of overcorrecting a little here, maybe. Um, but what about Michelle Obama? She got a dingaling. She could stick to a fence or what? Uh, she's 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 uh, she's very manly looking. So you ever see her on Ellen? On Ellen, yeah, I, I, I never watched Ellen. I never watched Ellen. You gotta punch that, punch that I? up. Go to you. Well, I'm not saying you watch it. I'm not calling you gay. Listen, I'm saying you might have seen the clip. There's this famous clip. Punch that up when they, they probably banned it from YouTube. But punch that up in Duck Duck Go. Do you know what that is? Yeah. You do? Okay, this is crazy. Yeah. Do you follow the clues? All right, punch that up. I, I, I don't. I've never done it, but I know, I've heard it. I know what you're talking about. What yeah. a world! What a life! Insane. Um, punch that up. Punch up. Michelle Obama, Ellen Bulge. Okay, you're gonna like what you see. I guarantee it. Uh, if if you enjoyed that little yeah, he she, I've heard something about that. I. I think I heard something about that on YouTube. It's I, crazy. I mean, it's undeniable. There's something swinging down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's a jungle gym going on downstairs, and somebody is having a ball. Um, okay. Well, Dad, we, I'm I've unfortunately I've run out of time here. I'm supposed to have already called Ryan about uh, ten oh. minutes ago. So, and I've got a lot of stuff I haven't covered yet, but. Do you have anything you want the people to know when it comes to pedophiles? Stay away from them. All right. And don't, but what if they're a pretty good AC repair guy? Stay away from them, too. They charge too much. Okay. All right, Dad. Happy Daddy's Day. Thank you very much. All right. All right. See you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Um, okay, let's, I, all right, listen, I was supposed to play, let me see if, I'm just gonna call Ryan, and I'm gonna ask him if we can call him back in a little bit, um, cause there's a lot of videos and stuff we haven't gone through, all of my interviews went way too long, we haven't really talked a lot about Vito here. Hello? Rye guy. Hello? Um, I'm, I know I'm late calling you, but can I push to, no, like, can I push to like, uh, maybe 40, uh, 20 minutes from now? I mean, yeah, you're good. You're good. 20 minutes from now. Yes. Okay. Let me, I'll call you back. I was then. enjoying the show. Oh, okay. Great. Well, yeah. You then you, you've been, did you see my Jody interview? I did. Yeah. Did, did you see my daddy interview? I did. Okay, well, unfortunately, they made this go too long, so I got to cover some stuff. Then I'll come back to you, okay? Sounds goody. Bye. Right. I love you. You too. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That made my heart flutter. Okay. He somehow managed to hang up on me twice. Okay. Uh, what's next here, then? Let's go back to Vito. We've uh, gotten the opinions of some experts on Vito. This is one that you just have to see. This is one I don't even know how to explain what's going on here. I watched this 
and I couldn't believe my eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to go to the big board. Nothing happened. Whoa, what the? Okay, we got to fix that big board. I swear, that worked before. I have no idea what's going on with the big board. I don't. Okay, just pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Anyway, this is an episode of The Biggest Problem. Okay, we've got Dick, we've got Vito, and we've got one of the strangest scenarios I've ever seen happen in podcasting. Let's take a look. Would hate me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but I think you other on Twitter is not the best <laughs> you. No, that's true. That's a whole other problem. I think the problem though is like me as a creator. I was talking to uh, Ethan Van Shiver about this yeah. after oh, he called okay. in. I was like, yeah, so we, we've got Ethan Van. You remember this guy? I ta- I introduced you to Ethan Van Skyver on the most recent Primo episode of the show. By the way, join the pizza fund, podawful.pizza. Get immediate access to our archive of shows and our Primo episodes. Um, also, I'm going to do a, uh, the next episode of the show we do, by the way, might not be Primo. We might do another free one here real quick just because we've been away for so long i just want to warn you but when we do our next primo episode and we may even do an after show here that's also going to be in the pizza fund so you're going to want to join that pizza fund pot off of that pizza um we talked about this ethan guy this ethan dude is insane this ethan guy is in love with alex stein in a crazy way apparently he was on the biggest problem i haven't seen it he's like vito's got a you know He's a bad guy, they're saying in the chat. He's a very bad guy. Start building bridges out there to get his comic going. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I already fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) I already fucked that up. Uh, Yeah, Ethan sent me a message about why I can't be on his show, and that's fine. Why? Because I keep fighting with Eric July, because I got baited (laughs) into it again. Just apologize. All right, I apologize. Okay. Now, I don't know how well you can see. I hope you can. I mean, we've got it here on the big board, after all. The big board is looking... Big board looks great, Colonel. Thank you very much. And guys, please do refer to me as the Colonel from now on. Um, There is a very strange phenomenon going on right now, okay? Nothing strange has happened. No big deal has happened inside this show yet. Uh, And yet, I'm noticing Vito's glasses, okay... Now, they say sweating like a whore in church, right? Vito's glasses are fogging like a pedo on the stand. Like, they're fogging like a pedo in the airport. Um, There is a film going on his lenses, okay? And whether or not these glasses have medicine in them, I'll leave that up to a black expert. But I don't think Vito can see through them Either way, we're we're literally in a position right now where Vito needs a go-go gadget wipe down happening. This is highly embarrassing. That's something that happens like, you know, when you get out of the shower and you put your glasses on, not in the middle out of nowhere of just talking to another man. For no reason ever should you suddenly need an <laughs> while just having a human discussion. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, uh, I guess the point I was trying to make is that I just want to like, I don't know how to do this thing where <laughs> Vito's looking like Ratatouille. I don't know what that, you mean like the physical food? I could see that. Like, 
I watch those goggles as they gloss up. I want to be honest with my content, you know? I don't want to be in, like, entertainer doofus mode. Uh-huh. And I don't want people, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm secretly your friend. I'm secretly your dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm your best friend and give me money because I'm going to, like, elevate you and we're all in this together and whatever else. And then, like, but part of me is like... Yeah, but you gotta, like, there is some of that. Like, I do appreciate the audience. Okay, so his eyes, what's happening right now is he's doing a phenomenon known as welling. He's welling up, and it's causing a mist inside his glasses. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, I'm like eternally grateful that they're helping me out. I just worry I can't give enough or that it's going to be fake. Uh-huh. You know, the, like the relationship where farm. Have you ever watched in real time as a man's masculinity melts from his human body? Where like a guy sends me a message. He's like, hey, you know, your comic is great. You know, I'm so excited. And, I, and then like I'm guys like, guys are sending you like one-off messages and you're having like a full-blown <laughs> existential crisis over it. Okay. That laugh, that, that Joker style laugh right there was not someone just messing around that's not like a humorous moment this is the breakdown of a human being Vito is beginning to unspool and unfortunately I think that I may have had a lot to do with that I want to say it right now it's daddy's day it was in the beginning of the episode when I confronted Vito in that one stream uh, and I I actually did it several other times on Twitter, too. I said some really, really horrible things about Vito's father, who had passed away, because I was doing what I thought was right. I thought I was making a pedo feel bad. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm sorry for that one. You know, I, I said with Alex Stein, I never made fun of his mom until we knew that he was, uh, you know, writing these horrible poems about her and trying to get clout off of her death but I jumped all the steps and went right after Vito's dad and after finding out that Vito's father actually was the uh, owner and operator of a Domino's pizza I have to say I am sorry I have autism I can't help it Unfortunately, that was... I screwed up on that one, okay? They're cyberbullying me to death. My fault. That's on me. Yeah, kind of. Um... Unfortunately, when you hear these sorts of deflating sounds coming out of a man of Vito's enormous size, you realize you might have messed up along the way. You might have done something wrong. Because I... Anytime Vito gets brought up, people bring up to me, or I've even seen it, or they don't know I've seen their comments, people bring up the B to the back of the H comment. And obviously it's not just me. The whole internet has been piling on Vito for over a year now with all of this stuff. It might even be two years. I'm not sure. I don't know what the timeline is. Again, I don't know the Vito lore. What you're seeing here is all of that crumbling on this man. It has nothing... This is not the pedophiles episode. It has nothing to do with what's going on here. They're talking about the comic book that Vito wrote. This is a completely unrelated matter, essentially. But the weight of the world 
has been sitting on his hunchback. He's been full on moto with all of this weight and he can't take it anymore. And there is nothing more uncomfortable on this earth than a man having his breakdown at you at random. Dick Masterson is now trapped in a water closet because that is literally what they broadcast out of with this big fat guy. He has no inkling, no idea what's coming here. He has, he, there's no reason for this at all. And now a man's emotions are being thrown at him. He doesn't quite see it yet, but he's starting to pick up on the clues. He duck, duck, goad this before the show. So he's, he's aware something weird is going on, but he can't quite put his finger on it. Some guy uh, messaged me on Patreon, and he said, Hey, why'd you block me on Twitter? I've supported you for seven years. Yeah, they always message um, me when you do that. Uh, so this is right after Dick's YouTube channel went down as well, by the way. Supported you for seven years. Don't you think blocking is like a bitch? Uh, a b- Vito is now wiping away silent tears. Dick stumbles on his words right there because he sees it. Dick in his mind is going, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. It's like watching an avalanche start, except it's made of grease and gravy. Uh, I always thought you kind of would think that blocking is like a bitch move, and I said, fuck you. Panic laughing, yeah. You don't ever tell me, <laughs> don't ever tell me how to behave. And he goes, okay, sorry. Uh, I was like, okay, so what's your name? I'll unblock you. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now, did you see that that eased smile from Dick, the slow bringing the alcohol to his lips? He's worried. He knows that everything he just said to try to calm Vito down, it went in one ear and out the eyeballs. Oh, man. It's, uh... You're saying you couldn't live up to their expectations. Yeah, he's trying to get them back on track. That's it. It's too late. The train's derailed, Dick. I think that's it. The glasses are fogged. The engineer, even if they were on the tracks, he wouldn't know when to hit the brake. Is that... (laughs) Or that I, I like worry that they're now this is Dick's natural move on the show. He fake laughs at everything on the show because nothing funny has ever happened. So he doesn't know what to do here. This is we've got panicked laughing and then we've got panicked laughing. <laughs> you comic guys. <laughs> what are we laughing about? I dare anybody to tell me what the humor is happening right now. Beyond detecting that Vito is having a mental breakdown, where is the funny thing? What is he dying laughing over? <laughs> Fucking writing us out of writing an epic like of Gilgamesh. Yeah. Vito is struggling. He's anything to get it back together. <laughs> Don't cry in front of daddy. Because ever since Vito's actual dad died, much like to many poor, fat idiots on the internet, Dick became his daddy. Dick is now Vito's new daddy. And you're breaking down over a $35,000 comic. You want your daddy to see you cry? Never. I couldn't imagine. Oh, my God. If I cried in front of my dad, I'm afraid he would... You know, think I was a uh, he, she put my wiener through a fence. I'm not breaking down. It's that I don't know if people laughing equals funny show. True. 
I want people to get like the honest me, you know? I don't want to be Okay. <laughs> if my best friend if Ryan in person came up to me, put his arm around me and said these words I want people to get like the honest me. I would have to defriend him on the spot. I wouldn't let him finish the thought. It would be too uncomfortable. Every time I get off the phone with Ryan, you know, my wife will say to me, uh, oh, how's how's Ryan's family doing? How's his baby? How's his wife? And I always go, I don't fucking know. And she's like, what do you mean? You haven't talked to, you didn't ask him about, no. What were you talking about that whole time? Uh, you know, like a, a, what would it be like if you had a dick instead of a butt? Probably. There was about 30 minutes of being Dr. Evil, about two minutes of being Jack Black, and the rest, I would say, was um, discussing how funny it would be if, uh, you know, your genitals were reversed. That's most of our conversations. I can't sit there and hear a guy start crying. I can't hear about how he feels about the way he wishes people would perceive him. Maybe, maybe if he did it to the tune of Kickapoo, but no other way. You know, I don't want to be fake because there's like so many of these like, I don't really want to be fake. I want to be well known. I don't want my family to think I'm a pedo. Guys are just out there and they're like, I'm and there's some guys out there who think that I touch kids. Your dad, I'm your brother. I... Right. You know, I'm. There's a lot of that. I'm going to teach you how to be a real man or whatever the fuck else. Yeah. And it's sick. His name was Dr. Evil and he made a mini me. Yeah. Like Andrew Tate. Yeah. Yeah. But then I worry that I'm like, well, like, am I doing that subconsciously? Like, right. do I have to do that? Oh, and then you start oh, kind of doing that. Okay. I, I literally, I, that, I'm not joking. I just had an autistic affligagoogoog. That was me trying not to hear this man pour his emotions out. What is happening? There's wearing your heart on your sleeve, and then there's this. This is too much. I can't. A secret to be told, a gold chest to be bold, and blasting forth with three-part harmony. As you start like being like, hey, I am your buddy. I am oh, God. Please. I am your friend. You know, come celebrate me or whatever. And, uh... Come celebrate me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels you do that. You literally do that to your real in life friends. Hey, come celebrate me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. You don't. You just don't want to go too far with it. Yeah. Do you think maybe that uh, uh, guys like Andrew Tate and like Eric July, like they really are being genuine, and that's just who they are? See, that's what I don't understand, and maybe that's why I get so upset with like Eric July. Is this whole like we're gonna win? You guys are all part. Yeah, of this thing I'm building. This is our company. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah, where with me, I'm like, this is my comic. I made. <laughs> we got some flugagoogies in the chat. People don't want to hear this. I mean, Vito. I I'm not kidding. If Vito was one of the world's most prolific kid diddlers, okay. If if at the end of his life, you opened up his cellar. And there was a million exploded pelvises of children. Literally one million. One million ground to dust nine-year-old kid pelvises. And it's just littering the floor. I would, you know, 
click on my flashlight and look around and be like, ah, oh, God. But it would never make me flugagoogeet like this does. I would rather see a hundred children explode into a pink mist from, you know, the, the end result of Vito's absolute death shower of cum. <laughs> Yeah, I can't even finish that thought. It, like, I love you guys. Yeah. You're not, like, really a part. I don't know. But you are, you know, because that's a shitty fucking thing to say. Yeah, Dick has no clue what's going on. Right now, inside Dick's extra large cranium, all the tapping is, he made all those like, lunch make, boxes and stuff you guys for are, people like you. Even though it was a dumb idea. <laughs> I guess the whole thing of, like, crowdfunding is, like, the constant... Those glasses are so far... I don't know. Can you see it? This is not a reflection in the glasses at all. They are fogged. A man's eyes should not be able to produce this type of moisture and heat. Messaging of, like, this is our journey. We're in it together. Kickstarter should put this in their testimonials of you having a fucking meltdown. Look at some of our... Okay. So this is a joker laugh. This is this is Vito's one bad day. If he wasn't a diddler before, this is what might just push you over the edge. Successful creators like Vito just love you. Yeah, I just don't know if I could Nick Roachford reviewing Vito's pedo basement. All right, right off the rip, right off the rip, the basement's got terrazzo tile. All right. I, I would rather I would rather Vito fuck me until my pelvis exploded. I'd rather hang myself with my with my aunt's uh, wet mo- like moist from her vagina, <laughs> my aunt's pussy soaked stockings. I'd rather hang myself with that than than spend even one hour in this basement. If I could, I mean, I do. I don't want you to think that I represent. All right. Thank you, Casey Hepburn, for becoming a severe beast. Thank you, but I do really feel like you're my friends, and I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Right off the rip. Right off the rip. The uh, These children's, uh, uh, number one, these are like Home Depot pelvises. Okay. These are straight off the rack of Home Depot. <laughs> you got to fucking get a grip. <laughs> No. Okay, so here it is. Vito is completely breaking down. He's having to wipe away his tears. Breaking down over this comic. <laughs> this is not fake. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I thought Ralph's meltdown was bad. I have no idea what's going on. He's just straight up crying. Grown man crying. In f- I want you to imagine. It, really, close your eyes right now, Okay. Turn the show off with your eyelids and picture in front of you the roundest, fattest guy you've ever seen in your whole life. And he is unloading tears in front of you. Could you ever feel bad for that? Of course not. Imagine the feeling, the skin crawling, the absolute fringe of it all. I want you to really, really picture that. Now picture you're stuck in a basement. With that guy, because that's Dick's situation right now. Uh, are you? All- They're recording. This is this is being broadcast. This is on YouTube. 
You are feeling secondhand embarrassment. He's your co-host. You are vouching for this guy. Everybody says this dude is a pedophile. And out of nowhere, he's having some dark thoughts that are only existing inside his head. An impenetrable skull of misery and darkness. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be okay. He's bawling. This is nuts. Okay. He just did a a hesitation sniffle. <laughs> you want to take a break? <laughs> Give me a minute. All right. All right. This is psycho. Okay, some sort of very very dark miasma is going on inside Vito's brain right now. Now, a lot of you out there, I see the comments in the chat already, folks. A lot of you are probably thinking, well, the guilt, the weight of the guilt from his uh, proclivities, that's what's doing it. I don't think so. I think we did this to the man. If you're sitting here going, this is unbearable, you only have yourselves to blame. Dick is now, Dick, his only friend, is now laughing behind his back, behind his very, very large back. He's laughing about his friend just having a mental breakdown. Get a beer! His exceptional back. Get a beer. Uh, the, 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 The problem, the way to solve this, get a beer. Now, that's some uh, man advice. Okay, he heard Adam Carolla say that one time, I'm sure. All right, so let's skip. So they go to technical difficulties. They even use the uh, Simpsons thing like Mersh. Let's go back to when they show up again. All right. Okay, so the moral of the story is Vito needs to sleep before we do a show (laughs) and not not, uh, get two hours of sleep. Okay. And just come in all fucked and upset. All right. Fake excuse. The old I was tired excuse. That is never real. That's never worked one time. Sorry. Uh, the comic really, will be good. Your comic will be good. The glasses are even more fogged than before. He had all that time to go. I, they were away. But that break is very long. I had to scrub real far down the timeline to get here. And he still came back with dirty glasses. I'm really mad that your channel got banned. Well. I'm mad that Mr. Girl's channel got banned. I'm mad. Sleep-deprived sissiness. That we're just like slaves to these fucking tech companies. Yeah. And I, you feel like just powerless and it's fucked. Yeah. Um... Everyone in my family's lives have been destroyed. Yeah, he must have been sobbing the whole time. That was a nonstop cry. Dick didn't let them come back onto the show until he at least stopped the waterworks. Destroyed by communism going all the way back to, like, my mom's dad. Okay, what? I don't know what that means. Whatever. Great. Thank you for sharing that thought, Dick. All right, um... What, all right, I've got, listen, I told Ryan 20 minutes, it's already, we've already gone over that. I still have, other, we're just going to call Ryan back, okay? We're just going to do the Ryan bit because I still have so much more 
And um, let's talk to my guy, the Rye guy. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I meant to get to some other stuff before this call, so hopefully that doesn't fuck everything up. Ryan? That's not the radio. You're doing an impression of me. Back to me. I know what's happening. You don't fool me. It's an echo. Echo. No, it's not. Okay, so sorry to keep you waiting. Let's just go ahead and do this um, because I wanted to talk to you about something that you told me about. Um, how long ago was that now? Oh, what? The uh, the show that you went to. It was in California. You guys, you and Gavin and oh, Josh yes, Denny. Yes. And, uh, I think it was May. I, I'm not sure. Okay, so May, back in May. I'm, um, for the, uh, what was it? Which tour was this? The, uh, transsexual the end, story tour, the, uh, end, yeah. end wokeism tour, the, the uh, end racism the, the no more blue pills tour. Which one was it? The end racism tour. Okay. So for the end racism tour, you and your guy, Gav, and, uh, your best friend, Josh Denny, who else was there? Was Kumia there? Yeah. Okay. Me, Josh, Jenny, Gavin McInnes, and me. No, and then and Carl, and uh, Carl Spatel, and uh, let me see who else. Nobody made a guest appearance that time, so that's all. All right. So you guys go out, you do a little comedy show, and you told me some uh, some famous people showed up just to watch, just to be there. They paid for tickets. Yes, Jay Johnston. I don't. I hear he's not doing well. No. Was he really at that show? He was. Wow. So that was the last time he got to be a free man and experience the life's pleasures, and now he's uh, thrown away in Guantanamo Bay for protecting no. this nation's right to vote. What? No, he did. They, he experienced more stuff after that. Okay, um, but, but now, by the way, now he now wanna, he lives on a in a government black site. They took him to Groom Lake, and uh, he's actually the ten foot tall alien that they saw in their backyard in uh, Las Vegas. I don't get the reference. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> wow, <laughs> no, I do. weird, bizarre. You, know, you can, you, by the way, uh -huh. you can support Jay Johnson. I have it's in my retweet. I okay. we're a, not. Nobody here is supporting Jay Johnson. Listen, Jimmy Pesto. Jimmy Pesto decided to show up to Jan Six of his own accord, and he could have kept the gator on, and no one would have recognized him. What was he thinking? Did he actually go into the building? No, that's why it's like they're just harassing people that just went. What if you went there and you were like, "Oh, this is everybody's going this way," and you're like, "Oh boy." Yeah, that, well, that's, inside you're thinking, "Oh boy." Listen, I always, uh, even though I think Jan Six is the worst terrorist attack that's ever happened to uh, our, never our, forget, never ever forget. I still, I've said from the beginning, you know, it was bullshit what they did to Baked Alaska. He had to go to uh, prison for two months or something, and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Jade Johnston is going to get as bad as uh, Baked got. I think he'll be all right. They're calling him They're calling him J6-a-ton. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not true. A flicking goo goo a flicking goo goo Okay, so... A secret to be told. Uh, a capital to be insurrected. There we go. Um, anyway. Okay, so I don't know if people even know what we're fucking talking about right now. So you do this show. Jay Johnson is there, but two other very 
special audience members are there and they and from what i understand they might have even paid a little extra tell the folks at home oh well yeah it is extra to get the vip package they're backstage we're all hanging out they... i'm not sure if they i'm not sure if they paid for the vip they may, maybe uh carl he was working the door no, maybe he said what? hey i know you I, you told me when this happened they paid for the vip just tell it, just say it just say who it is the, oh, the two men were were Dick Masterson of Dick Masterson fame, and uh, Vito of you calling him a pedophile fame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Vito and Dick Masterson not only show up to this show just just to watch it, just to enjoy it, supposedly. Mm. And here's the um, photo evidence of this as well. Ryan took a photo with Vito. But I will say, uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure they they, they could. They're they're doing well. They could afford whatever ticket they'd want, and it's kind of a show. Oh of, yeah, of, for sure. We're definitely. Not, also, I'm we, definitely we, not going to talk have... about Vito's finances here in just a bit. That was supposed to happen before this part, but yeah, no, definitely they could afford yeah. whatever they want. And we also have very affordable tickets. We'd like to make it so that way. All right, you know, many people. Number can... one, number one. What do you get from buying a VIP ticket? You get it's a it's a meet and greet and then um that well that's it. <laughs> no, it's a meet yeah, you get to, everybody else has to leave and then all we right. just whatever venue we're so at. So just we to be clear just to be clear, yeah. Josh Denny, nobody wants to do a meet and greet with Josh Denny, that's crazy. So You'd be surprised. I would not. So obviously the point of this is to meet Gavin and I Dick already knows Gavin. Like, they've talked many times, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Dick was a guest on Gavin's show. I I'm pretty, I think Gavin was a guest on Dick's show. Um, but there's just one problem. They buy these tickets. They watch the whole show. They're clearly there to clout chase. For some reason, Dick's got it in his head that he and Vito need to meet up with Gavin. And... Dick seems to have forgotten that Gavin hates him. Well, I'm not. I, I don't know if he hates him, but he's not thrilled because he was he was talking a whole bunch of nonsense about the Proud Boys thing, saying that he threw them under the bus. Meanwhile, that's not even the case, and it wasn't. You know the whole. I could explain the whole thing. It would be very boring. But uh, it's, well, yeah, listen, no, very, point by point. Very quickly. Very quickly. There was a mix-up with whether or not Gavin asked Dick to do web design for free. And Dick got it in his head that Gavin was asking him to do free labor. And in retaliation to that, just talked a bunch of shit about Gavin. All of this, by the way, led to the amazing episode that we did about Caller Mersh. It was a whole episode about Dick and oh, Gavin wow. and Mersh and all of that. Um, it was, you know, uh, uh, InfoWars. They were all in there. It was a crazy goon crossover. So Dick and Vito go up to Gavin after the show. And by the way, the photo you provided me here of you with um, Vito and Dick, you're the one who drew these crooked green lines across them and the straight green line on yourself. Just the pop- No, I did not do that. Who did the posture check on this one? I'm I'm not sure, but it was funny. It was in the comments, I'm right, of uh, Vito posting it? Pretty. No, you... You texted this directly to me, so I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a screenshot from uh, a comment. Mm, no. Why would I have to? 
Why do I have to do it in order for this to be good? I, I, it's true. Somebody did. <laughs> why somebody do, did that. Why do you? I don't do, I don't do posture. Why do you? Why do you, as my good friend, have to act like you're friends with all these fucking goons? I mean, let's be honest for two seconds here. Ryan, I'm not friends with them at all. You don't I'm like not. Dick. You don't like Vito. You don't like Alex Stein. Well, that's none of that's true, by the way. I, I've actually no, none of that's true. I'm not friends with them, but I well, I'm friends. I, I'm more so. Okay, you're friends not friends with, with Alex, Alex Stein. Stein. Got it. You're not friends with him. <laughs> Either way, um, you think he sucks. He's unfunny. Gavin's admitted that he bombed. He's not funny. Like, can we just be real about this? For he sucks. These guys. No, suck. I'll be. I, I'll, I gotta be real. I have to be real on a case to base basis. I don't just give somebody the big old thumb down. So, yeah. like I said, he's in his pocket when he does his. His council meetings when he's trolling people, the Brittany Griner thing I thought was good. That's his return to in the pocket. Now the show thing, I don't know. I haven't you definitely do have to be real. You have to be real on a case to base basis. Did I say that? Yep. See, I, I'm great in every other way except for speaking. If I'm repeating it, you know you said it. On <laughs> a case to case basis. No, that's the right way. Okay. Anyway. Um, Jesus, you fucked yeah, that you. up. You, yeah, I told you I did it right. How do you fuck up doing it the wrong way? Okay, anyway. No, but but that but that comedy especially did at, at TK's was not good. Uh, that Alex Stein oof. did? You're saying the Alex Stein stand-up yeah, was, was, was terrible. It was, it was, uh, he, he shot high and... Did he? And didn't land. I don't know. There's characters. There's fucking people involved. I, I'm fairly sure it was the equivalent of, you know, drawing back the arrow and shooting yourself in the foot with it. I, I'm not sure he aimed high. Um, all right. So anyway, the story here is you guys do the show. <laughs> Dick Masterson and Vito like cucks. Let's be honest. Buy the VIP passes so they can meet Gavin, a guy that. They've uh, that they already know, and what happens? What is what is the interaction between Dick and Gavin? Well, luckily Gavin already spoke on this, so I'm not airing anything out that would be embarrassing to any party involved. Because that's not what we do here. He did. He talked about this. And yeah, he oh, mentioned well, that. Well, um, fuck! I just play the clip then, rather than talk to you. Jesus. <laughs> so basically, um, I don't know. I guess uh, I didn't see this, but I heard that. Uh, Dick went outside to to talk to Gavin or something or say hi, and uh, and then Gavin's like, "You talk shit on me. I don't want to talk to you." And then Dick's like, "I don't want to talk to you either." And they left. I believe when you told me this story the first time that mm-hmm. that Gavin's response was "fuck off" and he left. Well, see, I got in a bridge. I got two versions from Gavin. One of them, he was telling me what happened. Very like shorthandedly and that fuck off could literally mean like hey i don't want to talk to you fucking blah blah and it was just fuck off at that Ryan, time do you know and what then when good expanded. storytelling is, i mean you know let, let me think here which no is, i which is better I can, which, which is better saying gavin told him to fuck off and left or saying i mean there's a lot of ways you could interpret this story, I heard, <laughs> I heard from two different people, two different things, and both of them were actually kind of nice and gentle. Which one do you think I'm picking from those two? Not the gentle one. It's not the, the gentle other one. one. It's never the gentle one. Um, but, <laughs> but most importantly, and the reason why I'd have to call you for this anyway, 
is you talked to Vito and Dick. I, now, can you, to the best of your ability, in the exact same way you told me on the phone immediately after this happened, can you tell the folks what happened with that conversation, where your mind was at, why you felt the need to bring me up to Dick Masterson? Because that's what happened. Oh, well, you know, I'm talking to the guy for very briefly, and then I, I almost automatically instantly bring you up uh, because I wanted to clear the air here. Now, if he thinks that, oh, uh, you know, in the back of his head during whatever talking that would happen afterwards, he's like, this guy's fucking bestie Magesties with Jesse Magesi call, you know. And so I bring, I brought it up, and I say to him, I'd be like, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm real close friends with Pot Awful, but uh, you know, I I don't I don't know if I said I don't take sides or I don't know any of that stuff or I, I got no problem with you or something along the, those lines. And um, just putting it that he's like, oh, I don't really have a problem with with him. I just I wish he would stop calling me a pedophile. But other than that, <laughs> and that's understandable. So all right, just to be clear, you're directly quoting the man, like as close as you can remember. Yes. So, yes, it was it was something along the lines of I don't really have a problem with Jesse. I don't hate him or anything. I would just like him to stop calling me a pedophile online all the time. Something <laughs> that effect. All the time. Did you did Vito say anything about me? I wasn't looking at video during that Vito during that, okay. uh, but no, he I don't I don't think he did say anything. Okay. So and you don't really know any of this stuff. You don't keep up with the lore or anything. I need you to understand, Ryan, how insane it is for Dick's takeaway of all the things I say and do to be that he wishes I'd stop calling him a pedophile. I barely do that. That's all the rest of the... he. It, listen, this means Dick Masterson thinks that I am entirely behind the whole internet calling him a pedophile. That's essentially what we've learned here today. I am Dick's worst enemy when it comes to that. But in reality, Ryan, Dick's worst enemy, calling him a pedophile, is Dick Masterson. And it's because he wouldn't shut up about cuties. That Yeah, that uh, that pedophile movie. Yeah, him and Vito both. That's why they get called that. Now, we were talking about this earlier. You know, they're both contrarians. They don't have real opinions. Um... You know, anything. Yeah, I, I thought I think a good contrarian's Twitter bio would be, "My <laughs> opinions are not your own." Yes, I used <laughs> that in the show earlier. Um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, I, I I just it's so wild to me. It's so unbelievable that the only thing Dick Madison claims he has a problem with with me is this pedophile thing. Because we all know that the only reason he leaned into this cuties thing to begin with is because I started revealing that he takes dildos up the butt, that he's a furry named Juju, that he's a simp, that he blows dudes from Burning Man. I brought all of... Oh, that he's got a tiny cock. I, I had evidence and witnesses to back this stuff up. And as he was slowly unspooling into a new law cow on the internet, and the number one thing that really did this was, of course, revealing that his girlfriend, now wife, was a former cam whore named Hula Girl 86, um, 
right as that happened, all of a sudden, Dick Masterson starts telling the whole internet, Hey, look over here! Look over here! I'm into cuties! Hey, Sean! I'm into cuties! And I tried to warn everybody at the time, that's a distraction. Who cares? Let's say he actually is into that movie. So what? It, that Listen, Dick Masterson being a pedophile would be more normal than anything else about Dick Masterson. That would literally be, that would be cool in comparison to the rest of Dick Masterson's fucked up life. So, listen, I don't think there's any way for you to get this message to him or anything, Ryan, for me. I, I hope he somehow hears this, but, um, you know, it's... You the way you told me the first time, it seemed like he was pretty upset and pretty, you know, torn up about this whole pedophile thing. So in all honesty, truly, I want to say yes. I do not think Dick Masterson is a pedophile. I mean, do you think he's a pedophile? No, I don't I, get those vibes at all. I don't really cleared think he of is all one. charges. Now a hebophile. Yeah, but- I learned this from Jody. A hebophile? Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, sure. No, but, no, I heard that from Jody, too, and I would be, you can call me anything in this Zion, Zionistic world. Don't call me a hebophile. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is, what I'm trying to say here is, I don't, I take it back, if I ever said it, I know I've said it. I, I did, I, the craziest part in all of this is, the whole reason anybody calls either of these dudes a pedo is because they made one comment about cuties and then everyone called him a pedo and so they leaned into it. So the reason we still talk about this to this day is because they leaned into it. So irony of all ironies here is me calling Dick or Vito a pedophile is because I was leaning into it. At first, I told everybody, he's not a pedo. The cuties thing, it's fake. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you going vroom, vroom on your motorcycle? Did you drive away? No, it's, it's, Ryan, no, it's another room. Ryan, come back. Um, I, I told everybody, hey. stop paying attention to this thing. That's not it. It's fake. This is a distraction. And then I got drowned out, and I got drowned out, and I got drowned out. And so I leaned in. I mean, it really could not be a more poetic sort of thing. Leaning in on all sides is the complete cause of these two dudes being called a pedo on the internet, both from our side and theirs. So I think it's really crazy. Uh, Ryan, when you told me well, the story... Well, I would hope that... You, go ahead. Yeah, maybe you, you clearing them of all charges hopefully will have the same ripple, the retraction. Well... And these men could get back to their lives of... All the things that you've mentioned before, right? Getting fucked up the ass by sparkly dildos, sucking. Well, I don't want to get into details. He's well. Vito says he. Vito says he sucked a really hot trans girl's cock. I don't believe that. That's no, he problem. literally he <laughs> openly admits that. <laughs> oh, you don't think she was? Well, hot. he's a liar. No, you don't. You liar. just don't believe she was hot. I I I don't want to hear. Any bad stuff about Vito? I'm in the middle of enjoying his episode on PKA. That's why I knew. That's the only reason I really knew Dick from your show. All the all the uh, the toxic stuff that he's been doing, and then um, PKA. It's great show, great appearances. So okay, great. Thank you for plugging a third party's podcast on my show. Nobody here is going to watch it. It's for normies. I see people in the chat telling me I need to cover this PKA. 
um, appearance. I can't do it, and here's why. Number one, there's too much. There's t- it's we've got too much on the docket already, and we're not done. But number two, I cannot stand that fucking shit awful show. PK, I'm <gasps> sorry if you like it. I don't give a fuck. We, what the fuck? Listen, dude. the day I have a PKA video on the show is the day we do a pod awful about PKA. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys, <laughs> it's unreal what's going on there. The if you've never seen it, imagine four checked out retards pretending no. pretending they're discussing topics. I, I've never seen it. They before. are discussing. No, topics. they aren't, Ryan. These dudes. They have are, time codes. They, oh, they've got time. Time codes are the fakest part of doing one of these shows. Having a time code—that's the worst my part. Chance of going on my favorite podcast besides Pot Off. You know who has, You know who's supposed to have a time code? Jules. Okay, that's it. So they invented having time codes. Well, they invented <laughs> having time codes and clapping. So. Oh, I see. Wait, did Josh Denny um, redo that thing he did yet? I'd show that, um, I'd show that on the show. Sure. This is really funny thing. <laughs> Ryan told me today that um, Red Bar, you know, Josh Denny, your good friend, your best friend, Josh Denny. He actually is a very good friend of mine. Famous comedian and restaurateur, Josh Denny, and Uber driver. Josh Denny is one of Red Bar's goons, you know? He got the idea of goons oh, from me. And he makes fun of Josh Denny. And... Uh, you know, honestly, after we talked about this, I realized, like, what? how does this even make fun of a guy? I don't even get it, really. But in some sort of bizarre effort to make fun of Josh Denny, Red Bar put, um, like, embedded Josh's tweets in the sidebar of his 2003-style website. And um, what do you know what the point of that was? I don't. I literally don't get the joke now that I think about it. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's a funny thing to do," and then I'm like, "Wait, no, it's not. It doesn't mean anything. It's just confusing." I don't know. Uh, it was out. It was just like an out of context screenshot. Oh no, screen uh, grab, like okay. video showing scrolling through that bar, that thing. I mean, I checked the website. It really is there. It's like it's loaded on there. They've embedded Josh's tweets. So Josh, in retaliation, tweeted out an image of a woman pointing like this, and it just says, wears diapers. So on on Red Bar's website for like at least an hour, there was a woman pointing to Mike's face, and it says, wears diapers, and he had no idea. That's fucking, that's a move. That's incredible. Fucking nailed him. But I think he took the tweet down, which was a mistake. He needs to, in fact, what he needs to do is start tweeting it every hour on the hour just ske- i think there's more planned just schedule tweets honest. i don't i liked the simplicity of that one i don't think you want to go too deep into he'll just remove the thing but if every hour on the hour it just says where's diapers where's diapers where's diapers that would be excellent we should really get that going well you could just you could just pin it you know and it would be ideally placed and then you can get on with your life and have other tweets or below it i'm a fag what do you think of that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck man. Meat scrappy dappy. Uh, yeah, remember when he admitted that he eats scrap meat off the floor or something? Like he begs the butcher for the scraps for free? Who's that? Mike David. No, I remember he gifted scrap meat to Luis J. Gomez while he hosted <laughs> Gavin Show. Wait, I, wait, wasn't I there for that? 
I, you might have been. Yeah, I was on that show, I think. I don't remember that. Did that really happen? Yeah, yeah. That happened. Maybe he was like, here's some, here's some scrap meat. And he gave it to Luis J. Gomez. And Luis J. Gomez was like, thanks, man. That's my Luis J. Gomez impression. That was pretty good. Um, so <laughs> I don't recall that. But, yeah, he and Jules talked about how they beg butchers for scrap meat and they get it for free. <laughs> That's, That's not – That is 100% real. All right, anyway. He's Ryan, not – well, say whatever you want about Mike David. He, it's impossible that he would be a hebophiliac or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, he's a hebophile. He's definitely a heba-something. But um, anyway. <laughs> sure. All right, Ryan, thank you for um, regaling us with that tale. It, when you told it to me the first time, it killed me. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe the autistic nature of you just feeling like you need to disclose to people that we are friends. That is so crazy. And then for his yeah. and for his reaction to be just about the pedo stuff, it speaks volumes. So thank I, you. I'm, I'm, I'm such... I'm such a PK fan. I was like, let's get this Jesse thing out of the way. Let's talk about PK. When you were on there, so good. <laughs> but and he was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't even think it was that big of a deal. But uh, apparently you've done a lot of uh, coverage on this man. And pedophile doesn't even stack Honestly, up in the top ten took, of what you would consider. You took everything away from me and my enjoyment in this when you just said, I'm such a PKA fan. Again, it's a good. It's bad. I'll plead my case for it on a different day. It's four not bad. I can guys, go real... four guys pretending <laughs> they're hosting a podcast, but separately from one another. They're not even listen. They're not in the same room. They're it's a Zoom call, but they're not even pretending to like be listening to each other or anything. It's horrible. It's hor. I've listen. I've only ever seen it in clips and pieces here and there, but every single time I've seen it. And again, if you're seeing clips, these are supposed to be the good ones, you know. Every time I've seen mm. it, it's the worst fucking, it's like, uh, it, you know what it looks? It looks like those Zoom AA meetings. <laughs> PKAA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like, it looks like they don't want to be there with each other, but they don't even actually have to be there with each other. Actually, I've seen happier AA meetings. I would rather go, you know, I would rather watch the Zoom AA meeting. Listen, I don't know what their magic is, but often I'll watch it. It's I'll nothing. Like, they don't have it. PKA, what is the secret of your power? All right. Bye, Ryan. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> he very quickly said bye because he knew that that was actually getting him kicked off. Okay. Well, thank you, Ryan. I have autism. I can't help it. <laughs> Now, I have a little fun one here. This is just a little something extra. Um, there's a show, another terrible, terrible podcast. Ironically, these guys th- these guys came along. Pot Awful existed for 11, 12 years or something. And then these guys came along and decided, no, we're Pot Awful. They're called Who Are These Podcasts? Imagine if a podcast was really, really bad. It was exactly like all of the other podcasts in every single way. It's another copy and Anthony podcast, but they do the Jocktober bit for every episode. Who are these podcasts? See, that's the bit. 
And they cross over with Dick Masterson. Now, this is an incredible show because we've got a lot of goons on this one. We've got these, who are these podcast guys? We've got Dick Masterson. We've got Vito. We've got my lawyer, the blackface lawyer, actual lawyer, Nick Ricada. And you won't believe it. I don't know how we got him, but somehow they got the internet's own, the world famous Tab Burt. Who? Somehow they pulled him. Tab Burt is on there. You, uh, if you're sitting there wondering who Tab Burt is, don't worry. You're normal. And if you're not wondering who Tab Burt is, thank you for sticking with Pot Awful for the past seven years. Tab Burt is a guest on the show. Imagine announcing that to an audience. This is a live show that they recorded at a theater in Philadelphia. And at some point, I haven't listened to this whole thing, but presumably at some point during this podcast, this live taping, they had to walk out to the stage and go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Tab Burt. And everyone, uh, actually, if you listen to this thing, everybody's just talking throughout this whole show. They're drunk and they're talking. The audience, the audience is very loudly having their own discussions. Remember when we watched Tampa Road Rage? And we couldn't believe the audience was just all in their own worlds. It's a million times that. Tab Burt. If you're dying to know who Tab Burt is, just ask your neighbor, okay? Just knock on their door. Somebody's going to know who Tab Burt is. Tab Burt. If you don't know Tab Burt, you can see him picking up his sister from the adult daycare. Uh, everybody, welcome to my brother, Tab Burt. Uh. Hey guys, it's me, Tab Burt. Okay, so the thing about this podcast, the reason I want to play it, is because something incredible happens in it. Something that actually kind of started to change my mind about Vito. All right, a, a magical little moment. Now, to start off, I have to show you that you need the context that Dick Masterson, during this whole thing, is doing his loud equals funny. He's boisterous. He's trying to get the crowd to pay attention. They won't. He's screaming. You need to hear that first. So let's just play a little of this. to death. No, I think you'll be fine. I, I'm just clicking a literal just random point on the timeline here. Yeah, they do love that. Yeah. Like eating like no, a normal man. person to them is just like <laughs> eating whatever you want all the time. So that's dick. Um, Whenever you're hungry. And so just to show you that he's there. He's present, okay? He's saying stuff. He was saying stuff through this whole thing. I'll click another just random spot on here and see. I want to see that dick. <laughs> okay, I can't go back. Clip it. Rewind. Scrub it. You want to do that what now? Dick good. Jesse bad. Okay, fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, so Dick is having the time of his life during this. <laughs> Maybe you're the dick grabber. Carl, you have some cards as well. Don't forget. Oh, I didn't know. All right. So there's, there's Vito. They go out into the audience. They ask questions. They're doing half who are these podcasts, half the biggest problem. Kids crying on airplanes. We're that Akuna is the biggest problem. Matata That's at nine and a half inches. Ah, Sean, Akuna Matata, Sean. Okay. You're culturally appropriating that penis, sir. Kids crying on airplanes. You're going to need to give it back to a man with dreadlocks. Well, obviously, it's not a big problem that Vito and Dick if kids are crying. 
Having an auditorium of fans and no shirt merch. Wow. <laughs> That's, That's Tony's fault. <laughs> okay. People I'm who didn't actually, bring I'm actually pissed that you drew those shares because I'm like, fuck, that's a bad... <laughs> okay, so everybody's drunk. Everybody's drunk. But you get it. Dick Masterson, he's there. He's having a good time. He's loud. He's boisterous. They literally do like an Islamic prayer at one point. It's crazy. I'm going to skip ahead. This happens at the very end. We got this in under the wire. Dear God fucking pulled his dark miracles again. And ladies and gentlemen... We are happy to be here for it. I'm happy to be here. You're what? I'm happy to be here. 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 Out of nowhere, some girl, they bring some girl up and she's reading iTunes reviews for their show. Okay, that's the bit. Which iTunes doesn't even exist anymore. And... She's reading them, and she's reading out, you know, each little... And they're trying to guess if whether or not it's a five-star review or a one-star review or whatever, okay? And a name pops up, and it's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A long time. Take that, Russia. (laughs) All right. Uh, Vic is the reason to tune in. Not only is she easily not satire a nine out of ten... But also, she's genuinely funny. Such a killer body. If you haven't creeped on her, then you're missing out. Great ass. And deadly with a tomahawk. I'm considering joining the Patreon just to holler at her. Okay, so there you go. So this is the girl. She's just talking. She's just reading things. Everybody's on stage. Everybody's sitting there. You can hear the other guys on stage responding. Everybody's in. Everybody's in. But suddenly, Dick gets a little quiet, and I wonder why. Oh, well, I will say that I think that her boobs are her best asset, but I will take that. That's a five-star? That's a five Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so here we go now. What's next? Wow. All right, I've got uh, two more. All right, that's enough. All right. (laughs) This is from uh, Hula Girl 86 what what hula girl 86 so dick gets deathly quiet because you're allowed to mention cuties more than you're allowed to mention hula girl 86 but somebody doesn't stay quiet on all of this. They're saying, oh, in the chat. Oh, 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 ha, 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 ha. We've got some Daxi mad emojis in the chat. Thank you for uh, joining, by the way. Some people are joining our membership thing. Thank you for that. And remember, join that pizza phone. That's way more important. Forget about the YouTube thing. Join the pizza phone. Pot off of that pizza. So hula girl 86, the secret words. Listen to this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So that's Vito. Vito knows what Hula Girl 86 is? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, Vito? What are you? Hang on a second. That's something you say knowingly. Let me roll it back a little bit more. We'll just listen to that all one more time. You haven't creeped on her, then you're missing out. Great ass. And deadly with a tomahawk. 
I'm considering joining the Patreon just to holler at her. Wow. Oh, well, I will say that I think that her boobs are her best asset, but I will take that. That's a five star. That's a five. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) People are saying gulp in chat. We've got some chirps. I've got uh, two more. All right. That's enough. All right. <laughs> this is from uh, Hula Girl 86 Wait a minute. Is that you, Vito? <laughs> I, I never kiss and tell. Busted. <laughs> okay, so she doesn't know what that is. She just plays along. He says, I never kiss and tell. Now, that doesn't make sense to say based on, the, oh, are you Hula Girl 86 I never kiss and tell. He's saying that. Because he knows that Hula Girl 86 is Dick Masterson's wife. Uh uh (laughs) And I do mean wife. Because secretly, and this is like everybody's talking about, there's murmurs everywhere. Secretly, Dick Masterson has married hula girl okay they didn't tell anybody but he keeps accidentally slipping up all of a sudden it's gone from girlfriend to wife in the language and he keeps correcting himself he keeps going back and forth girlfriend wife girlfriend wife girlfriend wife so we've got a kid sister alex stein style situation a secret wife why does he want to keep her a secret well because she's a former cam girl and we all know just like with i-dubs if you put a ring on a cam girl you are a simp. Now, speaking of Alex Stein, even Alex Stein has con- has confronted Vito about the entire cuties debacle. So I would actually be interested to see what Alex has to say about it. I mean, Alex is the guy who says you can ironically suck a dick. Can you ironically watch cuties? What the heck, dude? Jimmy, pull up the tweets. You had 20 tweets, and I know you're... By the way, we have completely made Alex Stein crowder out, okay? He hasn't just trooned out. He's crowdered out. He's got... He's got um the spit curl, the Superman spit curl that Steven Crowder always has. He's literally doing his hair like him now. Trolling, saying how good Cuties is. Come on, dude. What the hell? Cuties is not good. Hail Cuties, baby. Hail Cuties. Who cares? Why does anybody care about this stuff? Well, I don't. I just think it's fun. It's, it's, it's. I just think it's funny too to kind of white knight for cuties. I, honestly, I don't know if the directors. I don't you think they're going to be in jail. Do I don't you think genuinely. It's... Do you genuinely believe in free speech? No, I'm not against free speech. No, but I'm saying to to and should this should this movie be banned? Should it be illegal? As long as there's no nudity or it's not. Oh, I've never watched it. As long as there's no nudity, I guess theoretically it should maybe be allowed to me. exist. And you agree with me. But I'm not going to white knight for it. You're over there. Oh, I love cuties, cuties. And you don't. Well, I white knight for free speech. Ted Cruz. No, he just white. All Alex white knights for is wearing a women's bathing suit. He'll lean into that one. A lot of leaning in going on with these guys. Just tried to get the movie banned. And I went after Ted Cruz. I called Ted Cruz out on something else, just so you know. But go ahead. Okay. Well, Ted Cruz tried to get a work of free art and free expression banned. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like the content. But it is not illegal, according to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And thankfully, you know, we have free speech protections and maybe, you know, they have to go far and protect things we don't like. But that protects me and your right as comedians to do what we want to do. It protects our right to create fiction 
that is uh, interesting and pushes the edge. So, frankly, wanting to ban this film is un-American, and uh, it's against free speech. Yeah, and I mean, but do you stand up for, like, Alex Jones getting shut down, deplatformed for his free speech, obviously? Has Alex Jones, has the government went after Alex Jones? As, yeah, well, Alex Jones has been. Has the government gone after cuties? Now, this is the thing. Uh, one way or the other, however you want to feel about the veto situation, he always goes back to this free speech thing. I want to be clear. This, I leaned into something, too. I leaned into a joke, that things that people said about me, too. And you know what it was? It's the whole doxing thing. This idea that I dox. People always say I dox people. I always go, who have I doxed? Who have I doxed? Now, the closest I've ever come <laughs> was with Vito, okay? Very infamously, people are still very mad at me about this. I went on Salvo Pancakes Fireball Show. By the way, I've got a Salvo Pancakes video here, too, that's pretty interesting. But I think we're going to have to save that for the pod after show. So join the uh, $6 level of the pizza fund. We'll do a pod after right after this, and we'll cover all the stuff we don't have time for. Um... I went on this fireball show. Vito was on there, and uh, everybody thinks I doxed Vito on this. Now, I've talked to Vito about this directly. He has confirmed this was not actual docs of his that I shared. But the whole point of this idea of uh, leaning in on the doxing thing and, and supposedly doxing Vito, the whole point was to test him on this free speech thing. Okay, you're trying to be a free speech absolutist about this? Well, what if I just say your address? Is that free speech? Am I the government coming after you with free speech? Um, This is the thing. He is never consistent on this whole free speech angle. He's tried to get other people taken down. He tried to get Andy Worski canceled. He tried to get some uh, stupid nerd YouTube channel taken down. And he definitely isn't for Alex Jones having a platform deplatformed try and ban but has the government tried to ban his website yeah bex in chat says i can back this up he admitted that that was not his real doc so guys like um nick nick the oreo um which is crazy that his name literally means steal the oreo but uh nick the oreo he blocks me he hates me because i supposedly doxed Vito Vito says it's not his docs. It's the whole point of it. That's the entire point. What is the line? Where is Vito's line? If his line isn't kids, then where is it? I have a feeling it's right near the border of his property. I believe so. I mean, I believe he's had to change his website multiple times and had a lot of issues. He flagged the Gavin McInnes channel, apparently. Okay. He has. Yes, I absolutely do not want the government. Weird to buy his VIP ticket after that. Government to interfere with anyone's free speech. Ted Cruz is a government employee. Uh, he's a, he's filing government lawsuits to try and shut down uh, movies and free speech. And that's a free speech issue that needs to be addressed. Hey, I agree with you on the free speech stuff, Vito. I love that. Okay, okay, what about this? Last question. You love cuties. Are you in favor of child labor? You look at the uh, I've fact- never seen cuties. Uh, doubt that. Seen doubt that. <laughs> You're right. Doubt that. So he's never even watched it. This is the uproar. The whole panties in a twist of the internet is these guys liking cuties. He's never watched. And, and you can sit there and say you don't believe him all day, but you don't have to watch it to be a contrarian. 
watch it. It's a boring French film. Ah, it's not that boring if you like little kids. Or I, ironically, I would bet that more people end up watching Cuties because of guys like Vito say like defending it in their staunch, you know, trying to uh, not support it in their in their in their way of uh, trying to fight back against the people who supposedly support Cuties. They pro- I did this. I had to, for uh, an episode of the show, I had to clip out the worst part of Cuties in order to make fun of, I don't know if it was Vito or if it was Dick Masterson. I think it was Dick. Um, I had to include that little clip in this video edit I made. So I probably have seen more Cuties than Vito, and yet I'm the B to the back of the H guy. All right, so no, let's. let's I don't. I, I, well, I don't. I'm not saying you do. I'm not saying you do. I'm not. I'm not saying Vito's jokes are good. I'm not saying him saying he's going to rape your nieces and nephews are good. But I am saying there was a time where no one would have batted an eye at a guy making that joke. I mean, Jody Plache, who was on the show earlier, he just said he's going to go see Jim Norton, his favorite comedian, Jim Norton. I, I can't tell you how many. Um, jokes I've heard that Mersh stole from Jim Norton that are about fucking a kid. If the guy who very famously got fucked as a kid has no problem with it, then surely the rest of us should sort of open our minds a little bit. But when you say you do, when you tweet, I like cuties 50,000 times. Well, people do all these people go, you must love it. You must jerk off to, to it all the time. I go, no, I just don't want the government regulating my media. You fucking idiots. He supports Daisy. It's destruct. Listen, just knowing what Daisy's destruction is already puts you on a list. And obviously, I'm on that list too. But I have a feeling Vito doesn't know what Daisy's destruction is. Okay? I'm sure he'd like to add it to his repertoire. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like to add it to his, uh, you know, solid, his tight eight. Second, the government can tell you. When I say tight eight. Let me be clear, ladies and gentlemen. Please, what you can or can't listen to, you're gonna, they're gonna your show's going away. He was yeah. the cameraman on Frazzle Drip. My show's going away. Okay, Ted Cruz is starting to. I thought that was Huma Abedin. Slippery slope. The second you go, I want to ban this fucking critically acclaimed Netflix film. Okay, yeah, but it's critically acclaimed because it's basically pornography. That's what not basically pornography. It's child labor. It's child labor. Those damn kids shouldn't be having to work their ass. It's like Michael Jackson. They're all going to grow up to be freaks. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh my God. They sweetened it. That This is a clip and they've taken the audio from the live show and increased the volume of the people in the studio so it sounds like more people are laughing. Listen to this. This is crazy. I've never heard this done before. It's child labor. It's child labor. Those damn kids shouldn't be having to work their ass. So you can't hear anybody else in the studio right now. Like Michael Jackson. They're all going to grow up to be freaks. <laughs> They pumped up the audio so you can hear him laugh at the joke. <laughs> and, then, and then you can hear it go right back down. Immediate clip. I think, look, I haven't seen the movie. I just don't want the government regulating my free speech. False. But I That's love it. And if that you makes know. me a pedophile, uh, so be it. Vito. Okay. And then these are the, this is how you get yourself in trouble, Vito. There shouldn't be a full screen clip. Did that happen in the live version of this? How did they full screen him perfectly in time to say those words into camera? That's bad. 
I think, look, I haven't seen. So Alex Stein, I mean, is Alex, you know, our guy? He's like calling out Vito here. And if that yeah. makes me a pedophile, uh, so be it. I mean, how does that happen? No, you well, know you have the DVD course. commentary of Cuties. I know you watch the DVD commentary. book DVD. It's going to be great. Okay, so there you go. Oh, my God. Primetime 99, Alex Stein. All right, so all of this leads to one last thing. I mentioned the Fireball episode I was on with Vito, this uh, game show. And behind the scenes, this is all based through Discord. And all the contestants on this were forced to sit backstage on Discord while the show was going on and talk to each other. And I actually got some one-on-one time with Vito backstage during fireball i've been sitting on this recording since last year this is going to blow you away this recording changes everything Everything. now i only had audio recorded so over top of it i put some uh visual images of a veto shirtless from uh what i believe is 10 years ago 11 years ago he was actually skinnier but it's still pretty bad, so you can enjoy the delicious offerings of Vito's Tito's um, while we listen to this. This is crazy, okay? Again, what you're about to hear, there's the before and there's the after time, okay? Um, We discuss many things, some interesting stuff, including how the uh, funds are split for the biggest problem, how much money Vito makes, but something he reveals to me shocked me and well let's just take a listen my question for all of you is why is this conversation happening here he i don't know i'm not gonna go on jesse's fucked up show and i would never invite and i would never but you care enough i would never invite a pedophile on because he's talking shit about me in the room and i just running his mouth because he's lying about me so i'm just gonna fucking talk shit. what did i lie about you're telling people I'm a pedophile. You are. You told people that before. Says that about Dude, you. You're only the only building up one You live near a. Uh, you live near like a school, and people have seen you outside, like hovering around, watching. Yeah, there's like five schools close to me. Yeah. I live in fucking Los Angeles. There's schools everywhere. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> there's literally like four schools within walking distance of my. Apartment. That's weird that you know that. Yeah, there are so many schools in Los Angeles, but it's filled with dumbasses. Okay. <laughs> true. 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 Yeah. live in LA. Oh, because you think you're a big shot. No, because I work, because I, I do a podcast that makes six grand a month. Okay. He does a podcast that makes six grand a month, so he has to live in LA. Uh, now, I apologize for the audio quality here, but bear with me because it's all going to be worth it.
$3,000 a month is a very healthy amount of money, so I have no reason to move as long as I keep making Not it. Not in LA. I can barely afford that. In you could do that podcast. You could do that podcast from anywhere. Supposed to be here. Well, you could have just like been a regular guy, and I would have never. I don't know. But now, like, you attack me all the time, so guests come to me, and they're like, should I go on Pot Awful? And I'm like, absolutely not. Well, I've never, I don't even invite people on. Why would someone your, ask you that? Your need to fight with everyone is the reason. That has never, you just made another thing up. That has never happened. I don't ask. Alex Stein came to me and said, should I go on Pot Awful? <laughs> oh, my Very God. Nice. That is awesome. You've just given me the biggest gift. Vito. Go I, up. Ladies and gentlemen. Vito is the reason for everything that has happened between me and Alex, and Alex Stein. Stein. There it is. Now, no joke. This was happening on my birthday. Okay, this recording is from my birthday last year. When he said that, I went... It was all worth it. It was all worth it to spend this stupid amount of time on this awful call for my birthday. Oh, my God. Dear God always provides. Thank you. We make sacrifices. We love you. Yes, it's true. I've been teasing it and teasing it and teasing it ever since I found this out. I had no idea. I had no clue. Vito is the reason Alex Stein did not show up for my show. When the king of trolls said he was worried about getting trolled, it's because Vito the pedo told him he was. That's it. That's it. Why did Alex Stein not show up? Because I said I was going to put a B to the back of Vito's H. That's it. Unbelievable. Is this not, I mean, does this not change everything? Now, listen. I already said it to Brittany Venti. I've said it on the show before. I was willing to give Alex a second chance. I was willing to clear all of this up. But now that we know that it was Vito who did all of this, it seems like this is all kind of a little bit silly, isn't it? I only ever wanted to make fun of Alex Stein. Not because he's a pedophile, not because he's actually a drag queen, but because he was scared of getting trolled. If Alex can get a second chance, if I'm willing to put out that limb for him, shouldn't I be willing to do the same with Vito? Let's keep listening. I hate to say it, but thank you. I, <laughs> I hit Come get them, boys. Record right before that. Holy shit, that's amazing. Okay. You Alex told Alex Stein not to go on. He asked, like, is it a good idea? And I'm like, I don't know. That guy doxes people and he's a psychopath. It's that's true. Now, why, why you've already had me on your show, but I was already on Alex's show, The Conspiracy Castle. He already has an idea of who I am. He's already, I, if I was going to blow up anything, I would do it on his show, obviously. Why would you even go to anyone else asking, should I do this show? But specifically, why would you go to Vito? Did you even know that they knew each other? That's true. <laughs> I let him make his own decision. <laughs> he oh made it. He made it. Yeah, it did not go his way. Your fucking content, which is just doxing and being an idiot. So, <laughs> like, 
why don't you just not stop and you could actually have a career? I don't, because you care about numbers. Oh, I don't. Just, and I live off of only making you mad. That's it. Okay. How does that right. feel? How does your life feel? It feels great. I like literally don't think about no, you No, it all. doesn't. You do. You spend all chat talking about me. You, your fans keep like yelling at me and I go, okay, well, I'll throw my fans. Out. I don't have any fans. Okay. Ah, shit. That that one, you kind of painted yourself in a corner on that one. Alex did the same thing, though, so that makes sense. I find you extremely pathetic, my dude. But whatever, you're happy with your life, so congratulations. You're right. I gave you content. Enjoy it. Okay. I will. <laughs> What's wrong with doxing? Really? It's a form of speech. I- so there you go right there. Now, I've never said any of this stuff. Other than directly to Vito in this uh, private call here. I've never explained this whole doxing thing or what I did on Fireball to this degree. But here it is. I've I've laid it out in front of him. There you go. What's wrong with it? It's free speech. Let's aspire to more in life. I don't. He says he aspires to more in life. What does that even mean? So what you aspire to is saying that you're a fan of cuties? This is why we saw the breakdown of this man, the fogging of his glasses, which should probably become a phrase about guys who are having a mental breakdown. This nigga fogging his glasses. This is the reason for it. It's all this. It's all the weight of it. It's just been on him. I mean, look at look at old thinner Vito. Imagine putting on all that extra weight and extra weight and extra weight. And then on top of that, the internet piling even more on top of you. You aspire to more? No, you don't. And and you shouldn't. Who cares that you're making these jokes? Who cares? No. It's like <laughs> honestly pathetic. It's cool and fun. Have you been talentless? Have you? Well, I I don't mind that you think that. Okay. Right. Yeah. That would watch everyone around you, like people that you could have just connected with and like collaborated with, having like huge like who, like who, and uh, like who. Alex Stein just got signed to a fucking like contract for Blaze TV. What for Blaze TV? Yeah, you don't think they're going to pay him? Do you think I want to work for Blaze? I don't give a shit, and also, I already did work. It doesn't work. matter if you want to work for them. You could have been going on there and promoting your shit. You I don't. You with that guy. No, no, no. But instead, you're a fucking idiot. You haven't. just fucking runs around and picks fights with... I had no problem with you. You had a problem with You Dax. sound really upset, dude. I've already worked with Alex, though. That I that came and went. Okay. I don't. It would have been, been a good break. I'm not. not I'm not one of these clout chasers, man. I'm here to. Oh I'm here God. to make this a bad dime. Pot awful makes it worse. Anybody, because you're happy being a fucking loser with a tiny podcast. I get it. Yes. Yes. A tiny well, I mean, podcast that makes more than yours with two famous people on it. Thank you for admitting I'm famous. Yeah. I mean, according to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. You just lost that one. Holy shit. Are you, you are you not more f- And there it is, folks. There's the dick measuring contest. Famous and me? 
I don't. I Actually, define fame, however. Who is he? Oh, so now, now I I love that you. I love that you talk about your numbers, but then the second you are called upon to actually refer to yourself as famous, you're too sheepish to do it. That's not what I consider famous. I think my numbers are great. I agree. It's not fame. I agree. I agree with that. I was using your terms. Oh, okay. Well, thank Why you. would you want to work for the Blaze anyway? Oh, yeah, I know. That's so stupid. Also, it ain't it ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna last. Not that. Eliza, Eliza Schaefer. Are you kidding me? They're clearly gonna fund his show. They're gonna buy him plane tickets. They're gonna set him up in hotels. He's gonna be able to go around the country. You heard I I start to mention Elijah Schaefer there. I don't think I get to complete that thought, but Obviously, I'm talking about Elijah Shaver getting kicked off of the Blaze, too. And ironically, Alex, of course, ended up stealing Elijah's channel and fans. Doing comedy. Yeah, but have you but the okay, this is what this is what the numbers guys like you don't understand. I you say they'll give him money, they'll fly him around, he'll get to go around and do the comedy. The problem is I see the comedy at the end of that, and it's bad. I care about that part, not the rest. I, so this was before Alex had that bombing stand-up special and all this. I mean, we I knew where all this was going. I, I know exactly where all of this shit is heading way ahead of time. Oh, wow, you've got a big contract and you're going to make a lot of money for the short amount of time that that's going to happen and then you are banished back off into the wilds of obscurity once again. I don't think that Alex Stein's comedy is Have great. you seen him do stand up? There's a lot of shitty there's a lot of shitty comedians out there. Yes. I don't call them out as shitty comedians because I don't benefit from it. Okay, but I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that you benefit less from it than you think. The time of the comedian is over. It's the time of the heckler. It's funny because this guy's just defending him because I, I don't even know this veto at all, but I can tell the type of dude well, he's defending Alex because he thinks that Alex is going to be able to get him. Right. Yes. That's everybody on Alex the Internet. It's sickening. Me, but- so the female voice you're hearing there, that's the uh, person I actually just addressed in chat. That's Bex. Um, Bex was uh, sort of moderating the whole fireball thing as well. She also used to be one of Alex's mods in his chat on YouTube. You have a you have a mental right illness. It's sickening. You will lick the toes of anybody who can get you further, including people you actively don't actually like, like Dick Masterson. There's I've not- known Alex for eight years. We did stand-up together in L.A. Oh, okay, so he's a buddy through that. Okay, so that's how you get this type of comedian. Vito the comedian, Alex Stein the comedian, they both did stand-up in L.A. together. They're old buddies. How many times are we going to run into people just playing defense for Alex Stein, hoping to lick his fucking Blaze TV contract toes? Vito, Ethan Van Syver, Dick Masters, all of these people, man. It never ends. The clout chasing. And I don't even like calling it that, really. But whatever, this ladder climbing, this stone stepping, it's so disgusting. How about you just point out whether or not someone is funny? How about when someone stinks and they're getting all of these deals? How about you be the guy 
you know, the, the painting of the man standing up, the one lone voice of dissent in all of this and go, okay, enough of this. We're done with, we were done with this when he started rapping at city council meetings. Yes, yes. The, right now, no, it offends me as a liberal. Of course. What? It's the time of the heckler. Which is also gross. But one of the, and by the way, Alex is not a fucking conservative. You got nothing to worry about. He's faking it. He he voted for fucking Beto O'Rourke in the last election in Texas. I don't know who he voted for. I do, because he posted about it on his okay, Facebook. well, you're obsessed with Alex Stein. No, I'm not obsessed with anything. Care. These are the people well, I make fun of. Who he fucking voted That's like saying you're obsessed with nerd shit. You're obsessed. Oh, why are you so obsessed with Star Wars? Why are you so obsessed with whatever dumb thing you talk about on your channel for clicks? Are you actually obsessed, or are you doing it because either you like covering it or you get clicks from it? I think it's really weird to cover Alex Stein. Yes, it's weird. It's like weird to me. You mean three times? How is that? (laughs) Okay, that in fairness. I've covered Alex three times back. It's a little more now. Okay, maybe that's a little weird. Why is it weird? You know, I was Alex Stein's top mod for two years. It's his favorite Uh, mod. So you're you mean I'm going to be Alex's top guy? He, I put one pickle in the chat. I put one pickle in the chat and I'm banned and I'm blocked everywhere. How crazy is that? The pickle thing happens. Bex, Alex's moderator, puts the pickle emoji one in Alex's chat. She's banished to the nether realms. Hey, listen, I mean, uh, an offense like that, you, you offend a queen like Alex... And you gone, girl. Z snaps. Okay, so you you're can't take a you're, joke. You can't take anything. He's weak. All right, I don't care. I don't. Talk okay. To well, whatever. I have more experience watching his show and knowing. Why is a woman about- talking? I don't care. All right. Oh, you're this kind of guy. Oh, very liberal. Is your one good yeah. point? Well done, man. Well, like you're just going. Alex Stein wouldn't fuck me, and I'm upset about it. Like, get over it. You think I wanted to fuck him? No, it wasn't like that. The way you're talking, you clearly wanted to fuck him. No, I never, it was never a flirtatious relationship at all. Okay, then just fucking get over. Why do you care then? Because he's so blessed that he's not. You're literally here crying. You're crying to me that you got banned from Alex Stein's chat. You think I'm going to give a shit? He's not, she's not complaining about the one pickle rule they say in the chat room. That's what the people say. She's not complaining, but what? But actually, my mom's not a pickle, so it's not. It doesn't count. No, that she was banned. Dude, if I got banned from Fonzo's chat, I'm not going to tell a little story about. Well, it. obviously, it happens like literally all the time to you. But she's what she's telling you is the reason why she was banned is gay, and that's why he's someone worth covering. Okay. That's it. Well, not, why? Man. What makes it weird? I I love when guys like you say this word weird because it's always this placeholder word for what you don't want to actually say. So I would love to ask you why is it weird to cover Alex Stein? I think you could cover him. I don't know. In because it seems like you want it. Didn't you have him on your show? This is such a weak guy. I just hear the defeat. So. This girl, he's complaining about having to hear a woman speak this whole time. And this girl just absolutely obliterates him. She can hear the pain in his voice. Well, now we've seen the pain come out of him in tear and fog form. I've never seen that happen with anyone else before. But listen, all of that 
you know, I talk to everybody on the show tonight. I, I go through all this. I realize Vito is technically the reason I had months and months and months of incredible Alex Stein content. But the circle of life is complete here. I think we're done with Alex. I mean, that's it, right? What else could there be? We discovered where it all came from, why we're making fun of him. Here we are at the end of things, and all we're left with, it's not Dick Masterson, it's not Alex Stein, it's Vito. And the question still remains. I mean, the whole point of this episode is the biggest Vito file in the universe. What's the story there? What is the problem? Listen, there was a time where we could just make jokes. I don't think Vito's a pedophile. Be honest with yourselves for a second in the chat. Be serious. Do you really think he's fucked the kid? I'll tell you right now. I reached out to Vito. When I saw him cry like that in that thing, number one, I was horrified. But number two, I see the way Dick is reacting. He's flurgagigi all in his head. And I go, you know what? I realize my part in all of this, and maybe I actually went a little too far. And I don't normally do this, but I reached out to him. I sent him a message, and I thought for sure he would just block me, but he didn't. And I just told him, hey, man. Actually, you know what? I've got, listen, I got banned on uh, Twitter. So, unfortunately, I can't read you the entirety of the text message exchange we had, but I did screenshot a few of them. You know, I just reached out to him. I was like, I, I can see you're going through some shit, dude. And, uh, I don't really think you're a pedo. I think you're just making jokes and they're bad and it should be a crime to be this unfunny, but I don't think people should be saying you're fucking kids. It's the worst thing you can say about a guy. Let me see. So I've only got two screenshots here. Um, he says, and people seize on them, so you feel forced to double down. So obviously, you must be talking about the pedo stuff there. I said, I said, was that actually your address I showed on screen during Fireball? He says, ha, it's cool. It was an old address. Now, I knew that going in, but I just needed him to confirm that. Um, I said, okay, yeah, sorry. That's what someone said. He said, I mean, I was pissed, but whatever. But why would you be pissed about an old address? Anyway, he was pissed because people are fucking... I told him these terrible things. I made fun of his dad, all this stuff. So I, I apologize. I just straight up apologized. And I said, Vito, I'm going to extend a hand. I'm going to do the one thing. You think Vito and Dick are the biggest contrarians on the internet? Uh-uh. I'm going to do the biggest contrarian move of all time. I'm going to be your best friend because how great would it be to make best friends with Dick Masterson's co-host? Now, I don't know what this is in reference to, but he says women ruin everything. Well, it sounds a lot like when he was talking to Bex there. I said, true might explain the dudes at Burning Man Dick has gone for. And then Vito says, ha, well, I can't fault him for that, having banged a few trannies in my time. Wait, what? I wish Maddox would just soldier on and make more YouTube stuff, though. Or anything, really. He deserves success on some level. 
I don't know what I'm more offended by. That Vito is a secret Maddox fan or that he's sucking off trannies. Well, obviously, I'm not offended by that one. My dad taught me from a young age trans rights, okay? He, she rights for all. And they shouldn't be put behind a chain link fence anymore. I announced on Twitter, I'm actually best friends with Vito now. And Vito made a tweet. You can still see his tweet. He said, I buried the hatchet with Pod Awful. We are buddies. And I've actually given him the opportunity to call into this show. I know I said in that recording I would never invite a pedophile on my show, but Vito's not a pedophile. And I said this on Twitter. You have nothing to fear with Vito around children or anybody because he's a completely non-sexual entity. He's too globular. It would be impossible for him to R-word anyone. It doesn't matter how old. Even a 90-year-old woman, I don't think he could do it. I see Vito as completely not asexual, non-sexual. Apparently trans people don't see him that way, but they've got other orifices going on. How Vito can sort of comport with a cloaca, I'm sure it can be done. But for your average, listen, Jazz Jennings might have something to worry about, you know. Um, Desmond is amazing, should maybe be on the lookout. But for your average normal kid who hasn't already been molested into being trans, absolutely nothing to worry about when it comes to Vito. He's not a pedophile. He's just bad at comedy. Should he have a B to the back of his H because of that? Yeah, probably, but we don't live in that world. And I am a free speech absolutist. I remember when we could make these jokes. I've made them. By the way, I've made them in the time period where you're not allowed to. And I don't get a tenth of the shit that Vito gets for the exact same kinds of things. I've said exactly these things. You know who doesn't want you talking about this shit? Big pedophile, okay? Big pedo. Big pedo. And you know, the thing about big pedo is they do get you when you're young. Big pedos out there and they're stopping the jokes. They don't want you to laugh. They don't want you to have fun. Why? Because there's an elite cabal of J-word pedos who are out there actually doing this stuff. It's scary. It's a horrible, bizarre world that we now have woken up to realizing we live in. That the most powerful people in the world are all fucking these kids. Come get them, boys. What boys are going to come? The boys are the ones doing it. That's why you can't make jokes about it anymore. That's why it feels wrong. That's why it feels like we all need to be the most anti-pedo guy ever. Everybody is an anti-pedo guy under a certain tax bracket. (laughs) That's all of us. But it doesn't mean that it's not sometimes a little funny. You're going to tell me you didn't laugh a little bit during the Jody interview? You probably did. I saw the chat room. Nobody, not Big Pedo, not you, nobody can tell me that it's not extremely funny to make fun of a guy you know who got diddled as a kid. You're going to tell me right now that I'm not allowed to make fun of Mersh for having his first sexual experience be with not only a man, but a family member when he was a child? You're going to tell me I can't laugh at that and make jokes about it? I doubt it. It's all about the right target.
and Vito was the right target at the right time. And you all rolled over and exposed your soft, white underbellies and allowed the internet to molest you into this. You allowed Big Pedo to control you. You allowed Dick to distract you with the cuties ball and take your attention away from Juju the cow. If my whole point in all of this is to figure out who's the biggest pedophile in the universe, well, I guess... I guess it's not Vito. But I'll tell you this. I was the biggest Vito-file all along. And I think we learned something here today. I'm going to see you guys in the pod after show right after this. Join the pizza fun pod pizza. We'll get started in just a few minutes here. And we might even get a call from Vito. We've got a whole video here where Salvo, our friend, friend of the show, a guy who we gave another, a second chance to as well. The whole internet came after Salvo pancakes and said that he is a pee pee poo poo guy. And we put him to the test. Maybe Just maybe, if you actually give Vito the chance, maybe he would take the PP test. Flamenco wouldn't do it, but I've talked to Vito. Vito's willing to do some... I've actually talked to Vito about putting together some very funny comedy sketches. He actually was pitching more ideas back to me and everything. It was kind of crazy. So we may speak to Vito in this pod after show. We've got this Salvo Pancakes versus Vito call, which is actually pretty illuminating to our whole situation here as well. We'll go over all of that and talk to the people on Discord and just hang out for a little bit. Podawful.pizza. Join the uh, dregs of society level and get access to that and a whole lot more. We'll be live in there in just a bit. And until next time, don't go on the internet tomorrow and have an awful day. That's all.